Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live.
Hello, hello. Hello. Can't hear you. Speak up. I see the lines connected, but I have nothing. Hello. Hello. I can hear you there. Just make adjustments, whatever you need to do. I can't hear you at all. Interactive show. This show is about energetic callers on the other end of the line, agreeing, disagreeing, and sounding off. Speaking, great voice, Tom, great biceps. No gutless radio here. <laughs> Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, here's JT the Brick. <laughs> Out of the gate, JT and Looney. Hello. Yeah, last show of the Hello. Week. You better believe I'm ready for the weekend. Wow. I don't know what I've always told you. If you're not having fun on the weekend, That's right. when the hell are you having fun? Get after it. Don't wait for memories to come to you. Go to the memories. Do it. Just go have fun. I'm going to go see the number one high school football team in America play tonight. Wow, middle of the there. I'll get there at the half. Bishop Gorman's at home tonight against the – we got any LBC music? Hell yeah. Hello? Come on, buddy. We're supposed to be on. Hello? About a month or two months where it's 114 degrees and your bills go through the roof, Looney. It's about 80 to 90 year-round out here, which we love here. And uh, then, Looney, one more. The drum roll, please, uh, here in Vegas. They treat you like adults. Well, that they is make true. You, it's like a free country. <laughs> yeah, they don't make you leave a bar at 115. Smoke cigarettes indoors. Yeah, when no. a bouncer rolls up his sleeves at 110, and he goes, you got to leave. And you go, no, it's only 110. Drink at 430 no, in the morning. <laughs> you got to move. you got to move to the front in Vegas. They don't even have clocks in the casinos. Right. They want you to stay up all night. So I love it here. going to check out some high school football. I played 18 holes of golf oh. today oh, nice. really badly. Really badly. And we're going to get to Tiger in a second. The reason why golf is so difficult and the reason why people play golf and buy new clubs and buy new balls. When you think you're playing better. Hello. All right, there we go. Hello, hello. Hey, Hey, there we go. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. All right. You're all right. I'm I'm, kind of just filling in here until the the board op gets here. So uh, we'll we'll get ready to go here. Uh, Are we ready to go already? Yeah, yeah, I need to do a sound check, though, for you, man. I need you to test the show. I'm going to do a sound check on the uh, coaching show. We're running a little bit late, so let me uh, – first segment is seven minutes, and then we should have a commercial, one-minute commercial break, and then the second segment will be uh, seven minutes as well. Okay. 
So let me do a sound check real quick. Make sure we're coming in okay and not too hot. Okay, sounds good. Let me do that real quick. Hold on, I'm. Uh... All right. And who's going to be doing the board tonight? Uh, it's supposed to be Ryan. We're we're waiting on him to come in. What's Ryan's last name? Uh, Ryan Lambert. Ryan Lambert. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let me test the show real quick. We're going to do the first segment. Uh, let me test it real quick. Okay. Tell me if it's too hot. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coaches Show, brought to you by Action Sports. How's that? Uh, that was that was beautiful. Okay, man, let's go whenever you're ready. All right, ready to go. Here we go. Give me, give me a five, and I'll see it in. Hello. All right, we're we're on. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coaches Show, brought to you by Access Ford. Access Ford, located on Highway 77, right here in Five Points. Large selection of new and used cars in stock, Ford and Lincoln now. That's right, Access Ford, carrying Lincoln. You don't have to make that drive into town. They have it everything right here at Five Points. All you have to do is look for those two giant flags, 265 FORD, 265 Ford, 15 minutes from downtown, 17 minutes from Crosstown, 19 minutes from the mall. That's right, Access Ford, proud sponsors of the Coaches Show. As we come to you live from Phil Danaher Field as the Wildcats get ready to take on the Alice Coyotes in a big district matchup. Coach Danaher, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Mike. This is a big one. This is the one we really need. Really, this game made the difference too much playoffs last year or not. Alice Coyotes, they what they've uh, always had a great program. You know, they years back when it was 5A, 4A, they were always one of the bigger 5A. They moved down in classification. They've always had a great program over the years, and uh, they still continue that tradition, almost uh, very similar to the Cal Allen program. Uh, every year, they seem to, to, to bring back the kids. Uh, we'll talk more about Alice. They had an injury to their quarterback, kind of similar to what we did last year, but before we get too far into Alice, goes the battle of the little brown jug last week. Wildcats, uh, Keep that little brown jug another year. Thirty-one years now. That's uh, 30, 31 years. The brown jug has remained in the uh, in the uh, trophy case. Forty-three to zero, the final in that game, coach. And uh, one thing that I want to say is, last week was something that I have never witnessed. Not only in my playing career, radio career, officiating career, I'm setting up equipment, doing the radio show. It was a heavy rainfall, almost all the way into the fourth quarter. 7:20. We have no Wildcats here. Wildcats are warming up here at the home stadium. Bus pulls up to the parking lot. Kids walk off the bus, line up on the 35-yard line for the national anthem. I have never witnessed that, but a great strategic move when you're only seven miles down the road. Well, it wasn't so much uh, statistically. I've done that before. In fact, my first year as a head coach, we were playing at home. 
feel that. And then come out for the opening kickoff. You know, and, and it was surprisingly we jumped out real quick, like 15 points, and and ended up winning 15 to nine that night. I still remember that. So we, we the reason we did it the other night is I told Coach Green he he did pretty much the same thing. We warmed up over here, and they warmed up on the practice field because it rained so much. We didn't want to get out there and tear the field up before the game started with our warm-ups, you know, and, and it was within the first quarter. That field was almost not playable. Oh, yeah, it was It was pretty pretty bad. It was heavy rainfall throughout the afternoon, and it seemed like it just continued all the way up to the fourth quarter, Coach, and it's a lot of mishandled, uh, uh, some interceptions, you know, balls being snapped over uh, the punter's head. One of them went through the uprights. You know, I don't know if that was that was planned. Was that planned? We talked about that, you know. But then you'd come right back and you'd almost do like an onside kick. I don't know if that was that was they they did that. They were backed up and they decided to take the safety. And uh, they told their center to slap the ball through the upright so as high as he could, not to give us the ball in such good field position because you know they could have dropped the right. they blocked it. We could have done anything. I knew we'd probably come out there. It was a good move. It was a good move. Yeah. But then the ensuing free kick. I don't know that he intentionally tried the outside kick. You know. Okay. We've had four this year where we told them kick them deep, and they look like outside kicks. So you never know what's going through a kicker's <laughs> mind. So we said, what the heck? Yeah. I kick it deep left, and you make it look like an outside kick. And, you know, actually – we have that problem when we say squib, we want to squib a good hard line drive back to the back people and we're bouncing around that thing. They can't get a good run start on us. And every time we've called a squib this year, it's ended up going like an onside. Well, and I keep seeing how give the coaches work with the uh, kickers. And they're okay, who's working with you this week? <laughs> what is happening here on the squib kick that we look like we're onside kicking on them? Oh, that's the only thing. I thought it was a good move. Again, you deep in your own zone, the, the uh, punter was pretty much on the back end line of his own end zone. Yeah. I thought, well, maybe a safety here, and they don't want to risk getting the field, you know, blocked or wet conditions. But then I guess the free kick coming up, and we saw almost like an onside kick. So, uh, again, we did have some uh, sloppy, you know, just the wet conditions. We saw some officials actually lose footing. The players were losing footing. Gage had three interceptions where you could just see the ball just wasn't getting a good grip on the ball, but. At the end of the day, Coach, you come out with a 43-0 victory, 1-0 in district play, but uh, a good win for the Wildcats. But, uh, again, some obvious work that needs to be done by the boys. Yeah, we, you know, our offensive line, I thought played one of the best games I've seen the offensive line play for us in a long time. We had several, several pancakes where we just took a, a pancake block to us. And when someone blocks someone, it drives them all the way to their, block, to their back, you know, just flatten them like a pancake. So we call that a pancake block. We had Matt Cade, one of them, we, we uh, have one of our new, uh, this week, new segment, Player of the Game. Matt Cade was one of the offensive linemen that was very dominant in his performance. Yeah, he, I think Matt had at least three, maybe four pancakes. And then throw in Tobars and, and uh, Logan uh, Thomas and those guys. You know, they, they played well. And, and our center, oh, oh, uh, Everett, Brian Everett, he is getting better. And he's kind of becoming the leader up there because he's got to call a lot of blocking schemes. So, our offensive line is getting better. Our execution, uh, throwing the ball was not the best. We did throw the ball successfully, but not not as high a completion as we'd like. Uh, but, you know, Robert got two passes. That was 93 yards. First pass of the game, Coach. Uh, yeah. Just a little quick hitter to the left side made his defender miss and almost like a 51-yard pass to start off the game. We, I'd call that. I told him, look, they're going to 
come up. When you say down, he's going to back up. And then backing up, I just want to go up to Robin and do what he can do. Robin's a threat. I think I get the ball in his hand more often. Because that boy can run. He's a big target, six foot one, over 200 pounds, a little bit high core five. I mean, when he breaks it, he can, he can take it to the house. You saw that against uh, Kerrville. Yeah, yeah. Broke the tackle, the uh, touchdown was called back, but uh, does a nice job of setting the uh, blocker than the run after catch. It's, uh, he's done a great job this year. Well, Coach, uh, the final, 43-0, big matchup against uh, Alice tonight, 1-0 in district play, 2-1 for the season as we get ready for the Alice Coyotes tonight. We'll be back with more Wildcat football. You look listen to the Coach's Show brought to you by Access Ford. Right here in five points, no need to make that drive. That's right, Access Ford, 265-FORD, 265-FORD. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. one minute break and we'll come back with the second half and the second half is another seven minutes so we do the first half talk about last week's game and the second half and it's actually not this you'll have two weeks over second when i'm not saying that either so you'll get two weeks we're just kind of hello are you with me i'm here okay one minute this give me some when we get down to five just say, Mike, we have five, and then I'll take it from there. Okay. Got All right, you. man, thanks. No problem, man. Then you'll see uh, who's going to help you. Hey, Mike, we have five, four. All right, welcome back to the uh, second half of our coaches' show, brought to you by Access Ford, Access Ford and Lincoln. That's right, Access Ford and Lincoln. Right here at Five Points, 265 Ford. They have everything you need. iCart certified body shop, parts department, new and used car vehicles, F-150s, F-250s. How about that Ford Edge, Mustang, Lincoln, everything right here at Access Ford, right down the street. Right, uh, Great partners of ours for many years, bringing you the coaches show. And always glad to, to give the guys a mention, not only in our coaches show, but throughout the game because they've been a great supporter of the Calhoun Wildcats for many years, and we appreciate Access Ford. For supporting us again this year. So, as a community, no need to make that drive, folks, right here. Make that short drive. Look for the two giant flags. Access for proud sponsors of our coaches. So, folks, got to give those guys a little bit extra time because they've been with us for years. Oh, yeah. You know, Tom Grover over there and, and Gary Jonas and all those guys are great working with those guys. And, uh, you know, they're very supportive. They, they, they come to a lot of games. They're very supportive. They're very supportive, Carolina. I remember years back, Coach, I'm going to go back and date myself. They, I don't know if they still do it, but I remember they used to donate a car at the end of the year for kids that had perfect attendance. They would uh, have a drawing. That was back in 08, 07, 08, 09. So you could do things like that. Well, but I'm saying, but that was, I mean, this is how long they've been supporting yeah. not only the program, you know, our school district. I mean, here we're talking coaches show, but it's something that they did back in 08 when my mom was part of it. Oh, yeah, the they, they had a drawing. They would put a name in the hat at the end of the year. <laughs> a young kid that was pretty dang happy winning the car from Access Ford. Yeah, pretty cool. So anyway, just the support that Access Ford, we appreciate them. Coach, you got the Alice Coyotes tonight. Last week, Alice was down to uh, Victoria East. They come back 28-27. to 27. Uh, They come in 3-0 and uh, for the season. 
great program. We just talked about it a while ago. Early in the uh, preseason, they lost their quarterback to a uh, knee injury. I'll tell you what, they broke leg. Broken leg. Uh, and now Michael Garcia, the quarterback, he's a senior as well. He takes over, and it just seems like they uh, haven't missed a beat. I mean, it's uh, you know that's part of the uh, of the sport. You do have injuries, but they've reloaded. They have a great backfield. They're, we just talked about it a while ago. They're not the biggest Alice team we've seen, but they execute and they're winning. They got good seats back there. Alice always works hard. Right now, they're the biggest. Very strong. Dedicate themselves to football. You know, you know that. Okay. And they come over here and trap. And they'll have a full track team. They'll have, you know, three. Now three in each event. And they'll sell up the whole card. You know, because they kids over there. And they want to become better athletes. You know, like, it doesn't matter. This is a flat track. Oh, yeah. That's And so, you know, that's a very dedicated to the football team. Chris Sosa has uh, come back. He's been in several years now with the uh, with the Coyotes. Uh, you know, he started off as a uh, player for the uh, Coyotes, went on to Mathis, over to Beeville. Now he's back in Alice, continuing the tradition that they've had. You know, and coaches, it seems like they reload. You know, they're only about 40 minutes down the road from us. Defensively, they're led by their linebacker. Uh, we talked about him, number 34, is uh, Andrew Silva, leads that defense. Again, last week when they needed that stop to, to pick up that win over Victoria East, their defense came through. They played Laredo Alexander and Corpus Christi King. They shut out Corpus Christi King 34 to 0. So uh, defensively, they got some strong kids as well. No, I'm sorry, that is Kingsville. You're right. Kingsville. Yeah, I'm looking at King. Corpus Christi King is pretty Oh, yeah, that's right. They are four. That's right. I, I take that back. My apologies to Corpus Christi King. Schedule has them down at the team, but it is Kingsville. And, and they've they got a good promotion. They've they come back behind. Not the last two, but yeah, the teams have been shut out 28 to nothing. But in, in looking at that last year, we had a 15 point lead on them, or 21 points, seven or something. They came back tied up on them, and they scored with like 23 seconds left to go in the game to win. So it was, uh, it was a barn burning last year. You know, we, we just need to go out next week and play, get better. If we play better than we did last week, because we played better last week than we did against Serbia, and we seem to be getting a little bit better. But that's that's our mo. Everybody always says Carolina, we don't play Carolina early, and so we, we do eventually get better as the season goes on. And we want to peak, you know, close to playoff time where we have best when we get there. But it's not that you don't want to win before you get there. You've got to win to be able to get the playoffs. And this is a big game. Right? Well, not only that, it's the competition makes it a better 
sure. You know, if you want people to start running back, you better run hundred because there's some kids out behind you. Even that net that would be the start of running back for the quarterback or whatever. And so you know, the more kids you have, the more competition you have. And, uh, you know, like you said, depth is very good, especially in the playoffs. You know, we have to stay healthy when we get an athletic in that many playoffs. Coach, real quickly, before we let you go, we talked about injuries. We had some key players out uh, early on against Mercedes. We said maybe four or five players. Starting to get a little healthy. Give us some love date on some of our players that have been out. Okay, Brock is going to be back today. He's going to be playing. Man will be back. Man will be back. Man will just run out there. Those are the three that are coming back. Jordan, uh, Garcia's coming back. Both some this week. I don't know how much we're using. He's got a new brace on him. Strange. Injury that he had, nothing really serious, but you kept him out. You know? So those, those three are kind of bad. We'll get that for There you go. Broden was one of your starters last year as a freshman. So good to see Broden back and uh, some of these kids starting to get healthy. All right, All right Coach, that's uh, our coaches show brought to you by Access Board. We want to wish you the best of luck. Let's go out there, pick up a victory. Let's get out of here injury free. We'll do it again next week. I feel like a good year. Let's hope for the problem that we're undefeated in this there you go. That's Coach Danaher on our coaches show, brought to you by Axis Ford. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. I'll plug in the crowd. Correction. One minute, guys. One minute. Gotcha. I'll let you know in this five seconds. All right. Now, this segment's going to be really short because I'm trying to catch up. I know we're behind. Okay. Gotcha. Ryan making, Ryan's not there yet? Uh, Brian's not working tonight. Took the oh, night off? Oh, I'm Ryan. Oh, you're Ryan? Yeah, I'm Ryan. Okay, Ryan. Ryan Lambert, welcome, Ryan. What's up, man? Not much, buddy. How you been? Uh, pretty good, man. Just doing the grad school thing. Uh, have a 3.5 right now. Um, Dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm in my second year. That's awesome, bro. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Hopefully, uh, it's a good football season for uh, our district. Let's see what happens, brother. Let's see what happens. That's what I'm saying. King beat us earlier this year. I saw that, man. They're First game of the season, huh? Don't they have like 20 or 30 returning senior starters? I don't know. I haven't kept up with game, but I know they're 4-0. That's what I heard. Um, we've got about 10 seconds right now. Cool, cool. I'm going to key you up a little bit louder, huh? Can you hear me? All right, here we go. A lot enough? Mm-hmm. All right. You're on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, First Victoria Bank pregame show. Mike Guerrero alongside uh, Coach Ryan Duke. Our uh, statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton, and our producer tonight, Ryan Lambert, coming to you live from Northwest Corpus Christi on a beautiful Friday night as the uh, Wildcats get ready to take on the Alice Coyotes in a big district matchup between these two teams. Should be a hard-fought hard matchup as Alice is lined up on the 20 to our right. Cal Allen lined up on the 35 to our left. We are running a little bit behind tonight, but it should be a great matchup tonight, Ryan. Yeah, you know, it's always a good matchup here between Alice and District Pro for a long time. They've been, uh, they came and got us a couple of times the past few years, so it should be a good game for both sides. 
All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Alice Coyotes. You're listening to Wildcat Football on 1360 KKTX. And we're clear. Got a little bit of a late start, uh, Ryan, so I'm trying to fill in some voids. All right. There was some pizza back there. It's already gone? I told you, man. Once you cook, oh, it's damn it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I made, I made full four for our game. Dude, if you'll get the uh, Cal Allen. Uh, no, the Cal Allen captain's here. I'll okay. get the uh, Alice captain. How are we looking, Ryan? Um, we've still got about seven seconds, five seconds now. All right, welcome back to the first Victoria Bank pregame show. The uh, Carolina Wildcats have made their way onto the field to our right-hand side. They've come through their run through. The Alice Coyotes now making their way onto the field. And, Ryan, uh, Coach uh, Danaher and I talked about it before the show. Alice actually lost their starting quarterback in the preseason with a broken leg against Ingleside. And here this young man, Michael Garcia, has stepped in, and he's uh, led him to an undefeated season so far, 3-0. And the uh, Wildcats looking to stay uh, perfect in district with 2-0. One of these teams will be 2-0 in district tonight. Want to go home 2-1. and Well, 1-1. Well, yeah, well, hopefully we'll, we'll end up on the right side of it. But like you're saying, the quarterback came in, started all the games for them. Uh, I think they, their starting quarterback was a scrimmage, right? Yeah, Ingleside. And uh, they came in, done well for them. You know, throwing the ball a little bit, but they're – they're, they're going to run the ball a lot tonight, I feel like, plus you with this win uh, coming out of, where is it at? Coming out of yeah, east-southeast. Yeah, southeast yeah. win, so it's a pretty good win. I was down on the field just a while ago, about 15, 20 miles out of win, so I expect both teams to come out and run the ball a little bit, unless they got the win. They might air it out a little bit, but we'll see what happens. 83 degrees here in northwest Corpus Christi. Coming to you from Phil Danaher Field, uh, kind of uh, looking over the field from the press box, 36 rows up the uh, home stand. Wildcats are in the uh, home uniforms tonight, marooning shirts. Room pants, white numerals, white headgear with the uh, traditional Cats logo on the side. And across the field from us are the Alice Coyotes. They are the visiting team. They come in with their white shirt with burnt orange pants, burnt orange numerals, and a burnt orange headgear. And uh, we try to get the captains for each team. Ryan, you got the uh, Wildcats? Yeah, captains tonight for the Cal Wildcats is number seven, Kalani Ibada. Number 22, Eliza Hawkins. Number 35, Reese Barrett. And number 10, Nathan Robbie. There you go. And for the Alice Coyotes, number six, Michael Garcia, 24, Jonathan Lopez, number 40, Javier Alvarez, and number 45, Daniel Delgado. Middle officials at the middle of the field will have the coin toss. Thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. You can follow us on Twitter. All the updates on tonight's game. That's right. Twitter backslash Cats I Radio. Different look from up here, Mike. I haven't been up here since since high school, you know, running up the stairs is a fancy little walk right there. I was breathing a little bit, breathing hard a little bit coming up here. Walk. It's uh, nice that I don't have to stop. Though. Years ago, I would make a couple of pit stops, tie my shoes, pick up my pants, act like my bag was dropping. <laughs> Anything to get a breather. Al Allen has won the toss. They have deferred to the second half, so we'll wait to see what uh, end zone the Wildcats want to defend. It looks like they're going to defend the, the – uh, 
north end zone. Alice will receive to our right-hand side the south end zone. So we'll be back with the opening kickoff. You're listening to the uh, pregame show brought to you by First Victoria Bank. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. You line up backward already? Yeah. And we're coming back. All right. Welcome back to the first Victoria Bank pregame show, number 87. We'll tee it up for the Wildcats. That's Trent Wilson. He's going to tee it up at the 40-yard line. Back deep to receive for the Alice Coyotes. Uh, we'll try to get you those numbers here shortly. Looks like number 24 is Jonathan Lopez. And 28, Cameron Trevino. It will stand inside the, uh, or right at the 10-yard line, shall we say. Wilson waits for the uh, whistle. Whistle's blown. Approaches. End over end kick. This one's going to bounce at the 27. It'll be picked up at the 17-yard line. Making a move to the right-hand side. Going to get just over the uh, 30-yard line is the return man for the Alice Coyotes. He'll start this drive at the 32-yard line. Yeah, kickoff right there. Didn't go as deep as we wanted. We got got out of our lanes a little bit. Popped a little bit for about a... 15-yard gain, the 32-yard line. Defense will come onto the field for the Wildcats. On the front line, number 73, Monique Ula. Number 70, Justice Escobar. And number 78, Chris Onsavai. Secondary, Forrest Chris, Philip Lively. Your safety, Lonnie Ibarra and John Gaddis. First play for the Coyotes. Trying to run on the left-hand side. Not much room. Lively in on the tackle, as well as number 32, Ryder Dobb. I feel like that's something we're going to see a lot tonight, Mike. Just a little trap to the left side right there. Old Monty Bice made a good play right there, seeing his, his gap and helped make the tackle and held on for some help by the linebackers. Man. Your linebacking crew for tonight, 36, Heath Thomas, 32, Ryder Dobb, 35, Reese Barrett, and number 34, Carter Uerdine. Gain of a yard on the play. We'll call it second down and nine. Coyotes driving right to left. Garcia makes it to the first man through. Now he's going to dump it off to his wideout at the 30-yard line. Able to get away from Lively, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds at the 36-yard line. And we applied some pressure right there, but the quarterback did a good job getting out. And uh, wide receiver made a one-handed catch right there. It's a really good play by him. Picking up, picking up about four yards, but it was a good catch there by the running back, 28, Cameron Trevino. Going to bring up a third down. We'll call it uh, about six yards to go. Nice crowd on hand for the Alice Coyotes. They always support their team. Burn orange across the field from us. Wildcat fans. Nice crowd as well. Still showing up. Still making their way into the stadium. 
don't have time to make it happen. It's a great ball game tonight. Yeah, Mike, I heard before the game that uh, they sold out of tickets over there on the outside. They had guys, they had people waiting uh, in line to get the standing room only tickets for the game. There you go, Garcia rolling to his right. Backside pressure dump. He's going to dump it off. And a uh, nice job of just throwing it away at the last minute. He was going to be brought down by 73. Ula, instead, it's going to be incomplete, and it's going to force a punt for the uh, Coyotes. Yeah, we had about five guys right there in the, in the back. They were all running after him. He got rid of it there. That's the very end. Ula was around the shoelaces right there, but he got it away. But it was an incomplete pass that now fourth down. Number 44 is going to come in and punt for the Alice Coyotes. That's Zachary Martinez. He'll drop back to his uh, 21-yard line. Gaddis and Ibarra will uh, stand at about their 35. Let's see if they have an opportunity to return one. Last week, Deloso Midway stayed completely away from him. Tap on the way. High punt. This one's kind of an end-over-end punt. Could it be taken at the 30, coming back to this side, trying to get the wall set up. Got a couple of blockers in front of him. Makes a move, and he's going to be brought down at the 44-yard line. Nice open field tackle by number 27, Oscar Caramillo. Yeah, we had it set up right there, Mike. We had one guy to beat, and he just shut him up by a little, little ankle tackle right there. If we get that guy, we'd probably take that one to the house. We had a good wall set up right there. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Ball at the 45-yard line. Number eight, Gage Slam, lead the Wildcats onto the field. Wildcats will start this drive, 45, with the spread offense. Four wide receivers. Running back stands to the right of Lamb. Hawkins now shifts over to the left. Shotgun formation. Hand off to uh, Hawkins. Hawkins going right up the middle. Bounces it to the left. Has a nice little scene. Did a nice job of bouncing it. Actually ran into one of his own linemen. They kind of found a team on the left side, and he's going to pick up about seven yards on the play. Great second effort there by Hawkins. He had a little adjustment call right there. Looked like Gage went up to the line, made a little adjustment, ran into it, and uh, they stopped it right there, and he made a good good second effort right there to pick up about seven yards. Second down and three. Ball resting on the 47-yard line of the Coyotes. Hand off to Hobbs. Hobbs around the left side. Hobbs needed three. He'll pick up four, and he'll have the first down. Good stuff running there. Picking up three yards right there. Looked like he had something to the outside, but he did a smart job picking up the first down right there. Get the chains with him. Nice first downs brought to you by Ainsworth Trucking. All resting at the 43-yard line. Quarterback keeper Lamb comes to the right side. Trying to get around the box. Gets one block. Now has the 40. Up to the 35-yard line. Lunges forward, and he'll be pushed out of bounds at the 35-yard line. Eight-yard gain for a Gattis, the uh, junior quarterback. I'm not sure if you saw that there, but Don Gaddis was out here, our inside receiver, and he, he, he went to go block one guy, knocked him down, got back up, picked up another block right there. Heck of a job there, getting up and making two blocks on one play. Offensively for the Wildcats on the front line, center Ryan Everett, your guards Nick Tobar, Matt Cade, your tackles Logan Thomas and Kaysen Tip. Hawkins takes the handoff. He's going to be met in the backfield. Number 44, quickly, Zachary Martinez came up to make the tackle. Yeah, I was hoping Gage would have checked off right there. They brought the house. Up there. They, only had, they only had three guys in coverage. Everybody else was coming to the ball. We gave a little dive play up the middle, and they stuffed it. Wide out, sport it for the Wildcats. 
Nathan Robbie split wide up top. Gaddis joins him up on the top side, down low, Hobbs and Floyd. Quarterback, Lamb, running back is Hawkins. Back to Hobbs. Lamb looking downfield, looking for his wide receiver, and it's broken up at the last minute by the defender, number three for the Alice Coyotes. Did a nice job. That's R.J. Galvan, the safety. Yeah, Mike, we had him right there. It's the same story again. I wanted about a step too short right there. If you lead them a little bit, we probably got a touchdown. But I was just a little bit underthrown to set up fourth and five. It looks like our offense is going to stay on the field. Either going to be a quick kick or we try to pop something real quick. Look down play coming up. Robbie's going to split wide at the top. Empty backfield. Overload the right side. Looks like almost like a rugby-style kick, and there it is. High end-over-end kick. This one will take a nice bounce. Wildcat special teams in there, and they're going to get it at the one-yard line. We're going to take a break. We are scoreless. You're listening to Calumon Wildcat Football on 1360 KKTX. We're clear. Was he, was he really? Yeah. Wow, oh, they watched it roll all the way down there. Hey, Ryan, we're going to start talking. Go ahead and finish out your one minute. All right. Eight minutes, 12 seconds. Special teams player for the Wildcats had his foot on the goal line, so they're going to bring the ball out to the 20-yard line. Running back breaks the tackle. He's got the right side. Gaddis chasing him down. Will he catch him? He's got the 30, 25. He's in the 20, and he'll be brought down at the 12-yard line. Great run for the Alice Coyotes. They're going to be inside the red zone on their opening play of this drive. And, boy, did he break it to the right side, Ryan. Yeah, that was the same play they ran earlier, but they ran to the right side, a little tackle strap right there. And he broke a tackle when he was off to the races. They only had one guy back there, and he broke a tackle. And we had a large game, but, it, you know, it makes me think about the time we were playing Brennan about the semifinals. They, we did the same thing. They punted the ball they punted the ball to us, and they let the ball roll into the end zone. That guy had a uh, foot in the end zone right there. They brought the ball to the 20, and we ended up back on him. It's the same thing. We make a little, you know, a little blown play right there, and then they, they come out and pop one on us right there. They should have had the ball on the one-yard line, come out on the 20 and have a big play right off the bat, change the momentum. Garcia under center. Ball inside the 15-yard line. Again, breaking tackles is the uh, running back for the Coyotes, and he's going to get inside the 10-yard line. That's number 40 for the Alice Coyotes on the run, and that is Javier Alvarez. Same story there, Mike. Trap to the left that time. So it's a good play against, the, against our defense, especially if they catch them in the slant the wrong way. So probably going to see that all night, that little tackle trap to both sides. Gain of four yards to the play, second down and six. To the offensive line for the Alice Coyotes here after the play. Garcia on the handoff, coming on the left side. Breaking a tackle is number 20, trying to find the end zone. And he's going to be brought down at the one-yard line. Ball came loose with the, the rule that it was on the ground. That was a nice run by number 20 for the Alice Coyotes. That's Mark Garcia. Yeah, 
Yeah, that time they ran the trap to the right side with Buck Fullback in as a lead blocker. He picked up a linebacker right there. You can slip right past him all the way down the one yard line. First down and goal for the Alice Coyotes. At the one yard line. Thea, under center. He'll keep it as a quarterback, and he's going to push forward, and he's going to find the end zone. Six minutes and 12 seconds, the Alice Coyotes on the board. One-yard touchdown run by their quarterback, Garcia. Just like that, Mike, you think you're defending them deep. They bust the play, and then they're back on the scoreboard, pushing up in there early. Michael Garcia, the quarterback, takes it in from one yard out. Alice Coyotes with the uh, point after coming up. Sergio Garcia, number 86, waits for the snap. Back on the way, kick is up. This one through the uprights. Six minutes and 11 seconds. Alice Coyotes, seven, out on Wildcats, zero. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Hey, Mike, you sound, your uh, mic sounds great, but the other guy along with you is cutting in and out. Okay. Key him up a little bit. Yeah, cue him up a little bit. That might help. How much time we got, uh, Ryan? Five seconds. You're on. All right, welcome back. Sergio Garcia tees it up at the 40-yard line. High pooch kick. This one will bounce at the 22, and it's going to be picked up by Kalani Ibarra, making his way down the left sideline, breaking tackles. He has a 50, 45, 40, and he'll finally be pushed out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Nice play by Kalani, Ryan. When that ball bounced, I thought it was going to bounce back towards the Alice Coyotes. Yeah, it's a little scary. Yesterday we had a in our freshman game, we we pushed one right there, and the ball kicked back to us, and we just picked it up. And it, was, it almost ended up like an onside kick for us, and that one was about the same thing. It kicked and kind of went back and forth, back forward, away from uh, back forth from uh, Ibarra there, and uh, he picked the ball up, busted that one tackle. It's kind of like the same thing. You, you teach your kids to stay in the same in the lane. And when a kick like that, they pick it up. He can beat one or two guys. He's, he's off to the races. That's exactly what he did. All resting at the 41-yard line. Coyotes with a 7-0 lead. Hawkins takes the handoff. In the backfield quickly is number 21, and the ball comes loose. Referee drops the beanbag, but now they're going to say he was down. That was a close one there, Mike. It was real close to being a fumble, I guess they called him. Called him down, or it might have been momentum because he was getting slung back here in the backfield. So, got a favor right there. We're back about five yards after the first after that first down. He set up set up second and fifteen. Twenty one came through quickly and uh, able to hit Hawkins in the backfield. Loss of five yards in the play. Second down and fifteen for the Wildcats. Yeah, as soon as 
Hawkins came in motion right there. They brought both guys off the edge and almost caught him right there. Almost took the handoff on my quarterback there, and he was right there on his on his heels the entire time. That play was busted in the backfield before he even started. Empty backfield for Lamb. Popping back, looking downfield. Looking right, going down the sideline, and this one is going to go off the hands of the uh, defender for the uh, Coyotes, number 24. Hobbs looks like he uh, may have tripped up and uh, lost his footing. 24, just unable to hold on to it, but really the uh, defenders have that uh, ball in his sight. Yeah, Gage is over here with his hands up. Not not sure if they had a miscommunication there or what, but he threw that ball to the inside. And <clears throat> I don't know what you're saying. I don't know if he, if uh, Hobbs over here tripped or what whatnot, but he stayed to the outside. The ball to the inside almost got it picked off. They're down in 15. Nathan Robbie splits wide up top. Put on one coverage on Robbie up top. I'm looking again right. Looking to go at Hobbs. This one's tipped in the up. And number 34, the linebacker we talked about before the game, making the nice defensive play for the Coyotes and an interception for the Alice Coyotes. Yeah, they had everybody up on the line right there. Then all the linebackers dropped into coverage. They only brought four. And uh, they had everything covered. We only had three receivers drop. In the past, they had, <clears throat> they had about seven guys in coverage right there. We could do it into into a pile of them and got tipped up, and the linebacker made a good diving catch to make that play right there. Gets it up in the air, then followed up on it, and ended up making the play. That's the uh, linebacker, Andrew Silva, the uh, leader of that defense. First down and 10 for the Coyotes, ball at the 40-yard line. First down and 10, they lead, 7-0. Trap play and a nice gain there for the Coyotes, and uh, ball comes loose, but he's able to fall back on it. Same play, different down there. They just leave with that, that fullback, have a little trap, get, get the ball to the tailback, and they're trapping our tackles right here. We're not we're not falling down into the hole, and they're just trapping us right there and getting five, ten yards every time. Rodden in the game. Uh, first action he's seen this year, number 45. Yeah, it was good to see him back, back in pads again. He's been walking around during practice, doing his exercises and stuff, trying to get that back better. It's a lot better. It's a lot, a lot better to see him on the field. Yeah, options to the right. Crisp, able to push him out of bounds, but uh, he didn't get that edge. Yeah, it was a good nice job. Game. Yeah, good job there by Chris. He kind of got stuck in. He, he made a good adjustment getting back outside. If that quarterback pushed the ball just a little bit earlier, it might have hurt us a little bit. But Forrest is out there on the island. He made a pretty good play playing both of them. As soon as the ball was pitched, he went back to tackle. Eight of six on the play. Second down. We'll call it four to go. Coyotes with ball on the Wildcats 42-yard line. They lead 7-0. Time, not much room for the uh, running back. Testing the uh, right side of the line is number 28 of the Coyotes. Yeah, it looks like they see something, Mike, right there. Play before that, they went to the weak side with that option. They try to come back back to it with a weak, weak side sweep. And we uh, snuffed that one out pretty good. Good play there by Forrest again. Her down, we'll call it six to go. Awesome two yards on the play. Three minutes, 42 seconds left in this opening quarter. Also listen to tonight's broadcast on the World Wide Web at www.catiradio.com. Her down and four. All start movement. Defense came across. This should back up the Coyotes five yards. Had a guy split wide right there. It's either going to be 
a little flanker over there trying to trying to draw us out a little bit, and they're going to come back with that tap, but they'll probably get that positive up to him. We'll see what happens on the next play, though. Now it's going to be third and, third and 11 instead of that short third and five. Three minutes, 23 seconds. Week three of the season. Fourth game of the year. Iotes coming three and all. Wildcats two and one. All teams are undefeated in district. Ultima winning their uh, opener last week. Here's the near side. Garcia dropping back, looking for his wide receiver. And that one is going to be incomplete. Nice play there by the uh, linebacker, number 34, to put the hit. Wide receiver unable to hold on to it. Mike, if we could do a good job on first and second down and make them into that spread and make them throw the ball, I think we'll have a lot better chance. Right there, it looks like all the receivers just came off on a hot route because our linebackers are we're coming up showing a blitz and then we only had one guy come so we only had we we're only rushing five and they they all looked like it was gonna be all out blitz. They they cut off their routes and made a quick throw right there and we had we had a bunch of people right there in, in his way, so there's nowhere to go with the ball and there's a good play right there by our defense. And drop back for the Wildcats. Ibarra and Gaddis at their twenty yard line. A little pooch kick and this one's gonna bounce at the twenty five and go out of bounds. We're gonna take a quick break. Two minutes, 49 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Coyote 7, Wildcats 0. We'll be back on 1360 KKTX. We're clear. Hey, Ryan, just give us 30 seconds here. 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> 30 seconds, please. 30 seconds. All right, 10 seconds. We're going to start talking. Just play your twin. Go ahead and finish it out. All right, you're on. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Quarterback keeper Lamb has some room to the outside. Can he get a block from Robbie? He does. And he's going to pick up the first down and about six more. Came back to the same play we went earlier there. Might we take the sweep right there? Had him come off the edge. And he just kept it around the corner right there. Picked up a good gain. Get something going here. I feel like that's going to be a, a game of momentum because they got a, a sellout crowd over there on their side, and we're packed over here. So I feel like the crowd's going to play a big game in it if we can keep this momentum going. 16-yard game for Lamb. Trips to the near side. Single wide out split up top. Hawkins takes the handoff, coming to the right side. Punches forward, breaks the tackle, still on his feet, and Hawkins will pick up 12 yards on the play. Great job there by Hawkins. There was a guy, there was a safety over there. Nobody's picking him up because we, that's where we want to have Steph one-on-one with the safety right there with their running back. And he set up his block with the, the inside receiver right there, gave him a little move to the outside and cut inside, made the safety go go toward the sideline, picked up another five yards just on that little move right there. The linebacker, who's the uh, pretty much the leader of their team, their defense, shall I say, hobbling off the field, Ryan. He's making his way to the sideline. Yeah, number 34, Andrew Silva, had a big star around his his number today in the or all week long during the report, so hopefully he's alright, but hopefully we can take advantage of it at the same time. Hawkins with the carry on the left side. He's going to pick up eight yards on the play. He had a tip half earlier. Uh, the interception for the Coyotes. Second down, we'll call it a long two. Just like Collins changing up, trying to go up-tempo right here. We're getting the, the play going from the sideline. Everybody's staying up on line. We're not holding up. Just getting to the line and trying to go at him. 
I've done formation for the Wildcats. I've been left to right, opening quarter of this game. I sent Lamb, keeps it, cuts it upfield. He's going to get inside the 30 to about the 29-yard line. Looks like they're going to play a run here pretty tough, Mike. I think they're going to they're going to force Gage to throw the ball here in a little bit. They're going to they're going to pack the box and try to apply as much pressure as they can, or as they can, and try to get Gage to sit back there and try to throw the ball. Third down and short, less than half a yard. Hard to gain is the 29, and the ball inside the 30. Takes to uh, Hawkins and Lamb keeps it, punches upfield to the 26-yard line. Good design right there, just faking it, trying the quarterback up, trying to get that first down on that third and short play. It was a good job there by the offensive line, doing a, giving them a little taste of their own medicine right there, giving a little tackle trap. Gage is falling up, he's picking up that first down. 18 seconds left to go here in the opening quarter. I'm not sure the Wildcats are going to run another play. I think that's going to be it. 12 minutes in the books here at Phil Danaher Field. The Alice Coyotes strike first. They lead. 7-0 over your Wildcats. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Get a player profile. How much time, Ryan? Five seconds. Actually, uh, yeah, seven seconds. What's that? You're on now. All right, welcome back. Wildcats now driving left to right as we start the uh, second quarter. First down and 10. Fake to Hawkins. Following his block, trying to get to the outside. Has a 20. And Hawkins missed the uh, block there, Ryan. Otherwise, Lamb had the convoy going into the end zone. Still a nice run there by Gates Lamb. Yeah, Logan Thomas did a really good job right there, still in the edge for us. We just pick up a block there by a running back, and we probably got a touchdown. But like I said, it's a great job there by by Thomas setting the edge for us and letting Gage run into space right there. Coming out to a trip set to our right side. Oh, nice run there. Is that Hawkins? Trying to go up the middle. Yeah, we pulled our, pulled our guard and our tackle right there. Made a, a big hole, and it looked like he just tripped up right there at the goal line, setting us up at the four-yard line. Eight-yard gain on the play. We'll call it second down and two for the Wildcats inside the five-yard line. 11 minutes, 25 seconds here in the uh, second quarter. Wildcats have switched into the field, now driving towards the scoreboard to our left. Got a new backfield here. We got Reese Barrett in the backfield along with A.J. Brown, the freshman call-up this week. I am under center. Handoff. Barrett. Barrett, a 
kind of keyed on Barrett the whole time, and Barrett's going to lose a few yards. They're going to give him, uh, they're going to spot him at the six-yard line, forward progress, but uh, nice spot there by the referee, Ryan. He was actually met in the backfield. Yeah, they had it overloaded right there to our, to our strong set. We brought the motion. They had about uh, seven or eight guys on the left side of the line just stuffing up that. Our bread and butter play, you know, just that, that power play to our left side, and they had everybody over here just waiting for it. Bobcats again, overload the left side. Coyotes shift over. Off sweep, Barrett again, met in the backfield. Barrett breaking tackles, puts his stand down, and Barrett's going to walk it in the end zone. He was hit at the eight-yard line, Ryan, and that was all Reese Barrett. All Reese Barrett, just like you said, good stuff, Hunter. A lot of heart right there, you know. He, he had two guys in the backfield. He got away from both of them. Put his hand down on the on the grass and kept his balance and walked into the end zone. The great, great, tough, hard running there by Barrett. Thirty-five, Grace Barrett into the end zone. Eighty-seven, Trent Wilson in for the extra point. Snap on the way, kick. This one's high enough, straight enough. It's through the upright. Ten minutes, twenty-three seconds left to go before the half. We are tied up. At seven apiece, uh-oh, we have a, uh... That's some laundry on the field. Looks like it's going to be offside on the Ellis Coyotes. It will be declined, so the play will stand 7-0. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Turn it up back to like can you hear him when it's on? Can I hear the crowd? No, can you hear Ryan? No. I have trouble barely hearing. Yeah. Ryan, can you say something for us? What's up? Ryan. What's up? I can hear what's up? Can you can you talk a little louder for us? We have trouble hearing you. Um, set. We have ten seconds. This is cute. Okay. Thanks. So this one's a crowd. Five seconds. Thanks, Ryan. Wilson has it teed up at the forty-yard line. High end over end kick. This one's going to be taken at the five-yard line. Number 24 for the Coyotes. Puts the break. Comes to the left. Now he's got the sideline. He's got the 30, 35. Ibarra trying to bring him down across midfield to the 44-yard line. Yeah, Mike, that was a, a great kick right there. Pinned him deep inside the 10-yard line, right on the numbers, basically. Had him, we had him dead to right right there. We had four or five guys just right there in front of him. He made one little move and got all four guys going into the to the middle of the field. He just got got outside our containment and put all the way up to the 45-yard line. We had him, had him dead to right. We just made a, another little break right there, yep. you know, and he got around the side and picked up a, a really good game. Jonathan Lopez on the return for the Alice Coyotes brings the ball to the 44-yard line of the Wildcats. Garcia brings the Coyotes onto the field. We are tied up at seven. Handoff to number 27, trying to get around the left side. Following his blockers, still on his feet, breaking tackles, and he's going to pick up five yards at least. 
Yeah, Mike, just like I was saying earlier, it's a, I feel like it's going to be a game of momentum. You know, we come back and score and got them set up again, pin them deep, and we get the ball in a good, good tough position, and they take up six yards on first down. So looks like the momentum's going all our way, and then the next thing you know, it's right back in Alex's favor. Pick up six yards on the play. It'll be second down and four. See ya. Under center. 27, motions across the line, hand off to the uh, running back, breaks the tackle, he's got the open field. One man to beat, and he's going to break the tackle. Number 40, into the end zone, Javier Alvarez takes it in from 38 yards out, and the Coyotes reclaim the lead. Just like that, Mike. Bringing it back to him. It looks like the quarterback just going up to the line and calling the play. I'm going to go ahead and guess that if he's either calling a, a trap or a sweep every time, he's going to say, hey, we're running the trap, or hey, we're running the sweep. And he got out to the line, saw, saw we were set up, saw the trap play, and they saw a little hole in the defense right there. We, we beat one guy, like we were saying earlier. You want to get your running back set up one-on-one with the safety. If you can make that guy miss, it's a touchdown. That's exactly what they did just there. Point after coming up for the Coyotes. Tap on the way, kick. This one straight enough. Do the uprights, 921. Just like that, the Coyotes on the board. They now lead. 14 to 7 over Cal Allen. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on How are we looking, Ryan? I was just about to tell you, we have five seconds. Awesome. Coyotes on a 44-yard drive, capped off by a 38-yard touchdown run by number 40, Javier Alvarez. They lead 14-7 to over Cal Allen. Ball is teed up. High end over end kick. Back deep to receive for the Wildcats. Number 23 is Hewardine. Sorry, that's not Hewardine. I believe that's number five, Forrest Chris. And Chris will be knocked out of bounds at the 33-yard line. Looks like we could have, could have got a little late hit there. Mike, he was about a yard out of the end or out of the field of play, and they hit him, but no call right there. It's going to set us up at the 33-yard line. I was a little late myself. I just didn't want to be a homer. <laughs> little player profile here for you. we got Reese Barrett. His uh, parents' name were Chasey and Brian Barrett. Number 35, plays running back on offense, linebacker on defense. His favorite professional team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. His favorite college football team is the Texas Tech Red Raiders. His plans, plans after graduation is to play baseball and major in business. His hobbies are all sports, watching movies, and chilling. There you go. Our player profile brought to you by Fila Chiropractic. Chiropractic has been helping us out for several years now. I'd like to thank Fila. 
our practice for supporting the Wildcats. Bam, looking back, dropping. All he do is right. Trying to get it around the outside. Now he's going to look for his receiver. It looks like he has number one, and it's going to be incomplete. Bill Hobbs, the intended receiver. Sorry, that's John Gaddis, number one. Yeah, Mike, it looked like he could have just pitched that or tossed that ball over to the side over there to Hawkins, but I wasn't sure if he's in a route because he ended up coming back and picking up a block there for, for Gage at that before he got rid of the ball. I didn't know if he could just toss it out to him or not, but he could have just picked, tossed it out there to him, got a little five or six yard gain, but Martin just kept it himself. I went once to Hawkins put that block, I thought he was going to keep it to the outside. Take to Hawkins. I am on the keeper, munching forward. He's going to get to the 39. He'll pick up six yards on the play. Good stuff run there by Gage, picking up about <clears throat> about seven yards there. Eight minutes, 45 seconds. Wildcats driving right to left. They trail 14-7 to seven to the Alice Coyotes. I thought maybe we were going that up-tempo when 34 went out of the game, trying to trying to catch them with the backup in, but it looks like 34 is back in the ball game. Walking with a little lift there, but he's back in the game. <clears throat> favoring that left ankle. Handoff. Hawkins, right side. Hawkins has the first down. Hawkins still on his feet. Hawkins breaking tackles. Hawkins loses the ball. Still on the carpet. And I believe the Coyotes will have their second gift of the night. And we've seen that throughout the year from Hawkins. He's a strong, hard runner. Just has a little trouble holding on to the ball. And this time he'll turn it over inside the 30-yard line. Yeah, in practice, Mike, they're telling him to hold the ball in that the right hand. He's been favoring that left shoulder for a little while now. And looks like that ball was in the left hand, and he tried to make that last cut, trying to pick up a couple extra yards. And just let go of the football there. The ball ended up rolling about 15, 10, 15 yards down the field in front of him. And I was right over there and fell on the ball real quick. But another tough break. You know, we throw an interception now, and then we give him a, give him a fumble there when we we're driving the ball on him. So let's see if our defense come back and make a stop for him. Ball at the 29-yard line. Garcia will line up under center. Makes 27, hands off, and no room at all. 78 for the Wildcats right there to make the tackle. That's Chris Monsivice on the tackle. Yeah, he stayed home that time, got away from that trap, and fell in and made the tackle. A really good play there by Monsivice. Second down and 11. Defense needs to come up with a stop here. Quarterback Garcia under center. Backside pressure. He'll be hit and he'll be brought down. That's 21. Phillip Lively and Garcia is slow to get up. He took a shot. Great play there by Lively coming off the edge. Just like they did to us, you know, they pushing away from the from the play, and they they came and stopped the play in the backfield. They tried to do the same thing here, motioning the guy all the way out to the wide side, and tried to run a quick little pass right there. But we made a good play over there on the on the back side, coming off on a blitz and catch him in the backfield before he gets the ball off. Garcia never saw him coming, and lively put it put his helmet between the shoulder pads and drove him right into the ground. Third down, we'll call it 19 to go. Yard to gain is a 39. Sia under center. And off 27, trying to go to the outside. Kalani Ibarra, nice open field tackle. Picks up two yards on the play. Great job, number seven. Yeah, we 
we did violate all the clouds to play before. That time he got sucked in and let the ball go out to the outside right there. But he bought a there to pick him up and made the, made the play only getting about first one down right or one yard right there. So good play there by Ibotta. Well, the punters, 44, Zachary Martinez will punt from his nine-yard line. Ibarra and Gaddis will stand at the 50. See if we can get a return here. Short punt. This will bounce at the 46. Gaddis, watch it. Roll it bounce, and it's going to roll out at the 49. Oh, we bounce that one there uh, when it hit the carpet. Five yeah. minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah, both times he's punted the ball. It looked, it looked like a kickoff, you know, most of the time. Punter tried to get a spiral out of it to get some get some, get some, some distance on it. It looked like both times he's punted the ball. It looked like a kickoff that end over end spin, and that time it hit and kicked back for us and helped us out right there. He tried to tried to pick it up there towards the end, but it had so much spin on it that it just rolled out of bounds. Bobcats will start this drive at the 49. White looks wide up top. Gaddis will join him up top, along with Hawk. Robbie split wide to the near side. Hawkins gets back over to the left. Back to Hawkins. He'll throw it to Robbie. Robbie runs over the uh, cornerback, and he'll go to the 40-yard line. Yeah, Robbie caught that ball, turned around the corner, was just sitting there, so he lowered his shoulder and gave him a little ride there for about two or three extra yards. Nine-yard pickup by Nathan Robbie. Saw that play last week where the, uh, the opening play of the game was able to break that tackle and picked up a nice game. Yeah, if the corner is going to play off like that, we can just go go in that little pitch and catch and try to break a tackle every time. This time he set up set up close to him, but we got some motion brought him back. I snap on the play. Lamb needed a yard on the play. He'll pick up two. Spot. It looks like I thought he had enough for the first down, but now they spot him. They are going to give him the first down right here. It is. They will move the chains. First down is brought to you by Ainsworth Crockett. Give me a score here, Mike, like we were talking the whole night. It's going to be a, a game of momentum. It would be good to, to get in the end zone right here before half. we got five minutes left to the first half. And off. Hawkins go to the right side. Has a 35 on his feet. He'll take it down to the 33-yard line. You know, I was just going to brag on him right there, Mike. He looked like he tried to cover the ball with two hands right there, but as soon as he hit the ground, the ball popped out again. Luckily, he was, he was already down. But... Hey, shoulder. Maybe the shoulder. I'm not sure, but he's, he's got a brace on him. You can't tell that uh, on his left shoulder right he's there. He's got, the got a little, yeah, he's got a little brace right there, so I'm not sure if he's, he's got a shoulder injury or what, but he's got a brace on him, so maybe he's, he's trying to hide it a little bit. Second down, we'll call it three to go. Lamb trying to get around the outside. He's got the 35. Flag comes out. Yeah, we're going to have a hole right here on our left tackle. We keep overloading our left side, Mike, and that time we tried to run into it. And we had nothing to, nothing to do right there but hold on to one of them because we had everybody coming right, right to our backfield, and we got, got caught on it. It'll be against the Kalala Wildcats. They'll back him up 10 yards. Ball will now be at the 42-yard line. Like yesterday in our, our JV and freshman games, they, had, they didn't have many people on the backside when we 
run motion to him, they wouldn't switch or anything like that. But right now, it's like every time we come in motion, they're just bringing everybody to that side. If we can pop something back, back the other way away from our motion, it might, might help us out a little bit. Try to get them away from the land and bringing everybody to that, to that motion side. Second down, we'll call it 13 to go. Lamb, quarterback keeper, trying to get around the outside, breaks the tackle, now goes back up the middle. He'll pick up about five yards on the play, bring up third down and seven. Had a little decoy route there by Hawkins. He came out like he was going to get the ball on a little toss. And Gage kept up the middle. I kind of would have liked to see them just toss it out there to him and let him run, but picked up some good yards anyway. Two down territory. Wildcats trailing 14-7. to seven. All resting at the 37-yard line. Shotgun formation. Snap on the way. Lamb looking downfield. Looking for his wideout. Has his receiver. And I believe that's Nathan Robbie. It is. If Nathan Robbie will have the 26-yard line, and he'll have enough for a first down. Nice play there from Lamb to Robbie. A good toss there by, by Gage. He set his feet that time. Made a really good throw on that, that out pattern. Nathan Robbie did the best, catching the ball, going up, going up, picking another four yards. That'd be caught the ball. It's a good play there by Robbie. Ball now resting at the 26-yard line. Hobbs split wide at the top with Floyd. Gaddis now motions to the right side. Lamb on the quarterback keeper has the 20, lunges forward. They'll bring him down at the 19-yard line. Looks like a busted play there, Ryan. I'm not sure what. Yeah, it looks like we were trying to set up a little screen or something like that, and they kind of scuffed it out. Gage just kept it up, picked up what he could. And, uh, pretty good job there by Gage, just making something out of nothing. Looks like Alex got a guy down here. We're going to have a little timeout. We're going to take a break as they check out the player on the field. We're listening to Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Stay with me here, Ryan. Let's get 30 for sure, and then we'll see what the uh, training staff is doing here. All right. Sounds good. Uh-oh. They're picking him up already, so just give me a 30. Okay. We'll be back in about 15 seconds. Second down, we'll call it three to go. Quarterback keeper. He was hit hard. <laughs> Didn't yeah. quite make the first down. Yeah, we had number 48, Dave Brown, in the backfield there, coming in for Hawkins. And looks like he might have been a little confused and taking step right. He's got the timing a little off, and Gage was just a step behind the play, and they snuffed it out. Just that little, just that little hitch in our backfield right there set them up and let them get back to our quarterback. Brown is a freshman, moved up this week. A.J. Brown, listed as Alec Brown in the uh, roster, 5'7", 140 pounds. Must have uh, done pretty well at the freshman level to be called up. Yeah, he started the season on JV. He never 
there was with us. He was on JV, and we we're trying to get him. We we're trying to get him back down on our team because he was he was doing really well on JV. But it looks like Dan Hurd picked him off before we could. First number forty, still in the game. So uh, nice little uh, introduction of Friday night football against the Dallas Coyotes. Third down and short for the uh, Wildcats. About not quite two yards to uh, pick up the first down. Inside three minutes, Wildcats driving right to left. Yeah, speaking of some experience, Mike, my, my sophomore year, our quarterback ended up getting a concussion in the second quarter, and they brought me in, and we are playing the Ray Texans. So it was a, a big 5A school, big non-district game, opening up the year, and, you know, it's all you could ask for as a, as a freshman, you're going to go in there and get a tough opponent, and you're going to you're going to learn quick. You know what I mean? Wildcats overload the left side, and off Reese Barrett. Barrett needs a yard. He'll pick up plenty. Still on his feet. Now finally pushed out of bounds at the 10 yard line. Again, Reese Barrett needed one and picked up about 10. Good run there by Barrett. It's not like he's going to outrun anybody, but he's got a little. He's got a little hitch where he just stops and lets everybody go in front of him, and then he takes off again. He's got a good stop and start speed, so he keeps doing that. I mean, just keep teasing the ball. You know, they're, he's breaking tackles, making something at a, a play that's two or three yards. He's making it end up being a seven and eight-yard gain every time. First down and goal for Cal Island. Ball at the 10-yard line. Brown, Duff, and Barrett in the backfield. Duff motions it to the right. And off again to Barrett. Barrett on the right side, breaking tackles. He's going to get down to the five-yard line. Second down and goal for Barrett and the Wildcats. Good, tough run there by Barrett again. Met, was met about two yards past the line of scrimmage. Carried some guys down to, down to about the five-yard line, picking up another three yards after that first contact. Lock rolling, two minutes, 30 seconds. Again, sold-out crowd for the uh, Alice Coyotes. I they sold out their tickets. Got people standing on the on the upper ramp right there. They got people all along the fence. They got everybody out here ready to ready to see if Alice can give us an upset here. Second down and goal. Lamb under center. He'll keep it. Goes on the left side. Lamb running hard, and he lost the ball. But they're going to say he was down at the two yard line. Yeah, he was down for sure right there, Mike. He was he was down on his back trying to reach for reach for the goal line right there, and the ball just popped out when he when he hit the ground. So nothing really to look at there. I mean, obviously the crowd sees the ball go go loose right there, but he was he was down for sure. Ball resting on the two yard line now. Third and goal for the cat, for the Cats. Got a minute and a half left to go here in the first quarter. Like Barrett, yeah, Barrett's going back in the game. Barrett. Play from the sideline, goes into the huddle. Really, you got two downs here, Ryan, to pick up two yards with Reese Barrett. Yeah. Ryder Duff, A.J. Brown in the backfield. I don't see us doing anything else besides giving the big man the rock here. There it is. Barrett patiently waits for his blocks and made it kind of look easy, right? He kind of danced into the end zone. One minute, nine seconds left to go before the half. Wildcats on the board. Extra point coming up to tie in this game. The same little move there, Mike. You know he's a big boy. When he gets his wheels running, he can he can run like he's running downhill. And right there, he just went up to the line, up, let a couple guys pass him, and then just walked right into the end zone. 87. Trent Wilson comes in for the extra point. Snap on the way. Wilson with the kick. This one's high enough, 
And it went. It is right through the uprights. One minute, nine seconds left to go before the half. We are tied up 14 apiece. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Got about ten seconds. I think that's what it's that big years. <laughs> it won't get closer to me. I don't know. We're coming back. All right, buddy. High and over end kick. 27. Trying to cut up field. Freshman number 40, A.J. Brown, saying not tonight. Inside the 10-yard line. Nice tackle by Brown. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was on that opening kickoff there, Mike, but he came in there right there and did a good job beating the coverage down here, and then when he got down, he broke down and made a tackle. That's what you want to see out of a out of a kick team right there. When you get down to get down there, don't run past them. Make them make them try to make a move and uh, just stay right there and make a tackle just like he did. First down and ten for the Coyotes. We are tied up at fourteen apiece. Ball's going to be spotted right at the eleven yard line. Not much room at all. Trying to go up the middle, and uh, that front line has done a great job all year, and they continue to do so again tonight. Like they tried to run the belly bone right there. They had their fullback just just crouch right there behind their guard. Didn't really show the handoff. The guy crouches down, he gets the ball down low, and then they act like they're running a, a full sweep, like a student body to the right, and they're just going to slip out to the backside. We did a good job sniffing it out there. I think it was number 78 there, Montevice, again on the tackle. Second down and 10. 40 seconds remain here before the half. Remind everybody, our halftime show coming up, MC Welding and Fabrication. Pass play, incomplete, Kalani Ibarra right there on the coverage. It's an interesting play call there, Mike. We still got two timeouts left. That, that incomplete right there stops the clock. If we can stop them right here, we'll make them punt and see if we can toss one in the end zone maybe right, right here before half. They're going to the line. That's number 54, Ryan Everett, for the Wildcats. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was all right or not. There was two plays where he was slow to get up, and it's like he was hobbling on one leg a little bit, but he stayed in the game and finished the drive, so hopefully he'll be all right, go, go into the training staff and save whatever up and get right back out there on the, on the field. Third down and 10. And off to the uh, little trap play by the Coyotes and Rodden. And on the play, and now you take a timeout. There it is, Mike. 22 seconds left to go before the half. We're going to take a timeout with them. You're listening to Wildcats football off 1360 KKTX. Hey, Ryan. What's up? You want to help us out with our scoreboard? Uh, Sure. 
Well, what I normally do is I usually get the, get the guys to help me from the station. Basically, they kind of queue up uh, whatever website they want, and then I basically say we're going to check in on our Rabelais INE scoreboard, and I'll say, Ryan, what do you got? And you can call off, you know, some of the bigger games. You know, our district, obviously, some of the 5A games, just kind of pick the games you want, and then after you're done, send it back to me. All right, we have uh, Victoria West 20, Flower Bluff 6. Well, I'm going to put you live on the air. All right. Yeah, so be, I'll be ready here in a little bit. We'll do it during the halftime show as well. Are you going to be able to hear me? I don't know if you're going to be able to hear me talking while I'm on the air, though. What? Well, I, I have been the last three weeks with the other guys. Okay. So let's see what happens. We'll try it. We'll try it. We'll we'll see what happens. Give it a test run. Yeah. All right, here we go. We're coming back. How much time? We're on. All right, welcome back. The uh, punter is going to stand right at his goal line. High end over end kick. This one's going to be taken by number one, Gaddis. Wall is set up and 73 put a heck of a block. Gaddis still on his feet inside the four-yard line. Heck of a wall right there, Mike. We had the whole team right there. We had about six guys set up on the wall right there. Gaddis picked it up and just took it off down the sideline. Monique Ula put a heck of a block that opened up Gaddis down the left side. Great job, Monique. Just like you were saying, Mike, we had the whole wall set up. Monique set him up right there. Almost got him all the way to the end zone. The ball's going to be resting on the five. We got nine seconds left to go. Looks like Alex is going to call a timeout real quick right before, the, right before we take the field. Nice return. And, again, I don't know, you talked about that punt. He gets off. It's not your traditional spiral punt that you look for from your punter. They're almost trying to get it to hit the carpet and take that bounce. But uh, Gaddis, nice job of coming up, fielding the uh, the punt, and just took it up the uh, sideline here on the left side. Almost got into the end zone. Yeah, you see a lot of times when they when they do that type of kick, it's going to be like a like a rugby type kick. You're not kicking from the side, but he's kicking it straight up like like a, like a regular punter would. He's just kicking it end over end, trying to, like you're saying, trying to hit it on the on the carpet and keep it going, but Sometimes when you do that, you know it's going to kick, and it's going to be in our favor instead of their favor, and it'll kick and bounce backwards toward them. So, I'm not sure if he just he's just not comfortable kicking a spiral, and maybe he's just kicking off the side of his foot every once in a while. But like you're saying, he's kicking it. It's almost like a field goal when he kicks the ball. And that time we were able to to pick it up before it hit the ground, and set up a great return right there by our, by our defense. You know, like I can't can't draw it up any better than that. Our wall was perfect right there. We almost got it all the way to the end zone. So. Questionable play call in there by Allen trying to throw the ball right before half. You know, they're trying to – I don't know if they're trying to just trick us or what it was, but they ran that, that little belly bump play and then came back right there. And yeah, one timeout. Here we go. Brown, five yards deep. They toss it to Barrett, trying to get to the left side. Barrett trying to barrel his way in, and he's going to dive in the end zone, but there is a flag on the play, and the clock never started. Is that a flag? There is some – Now the clock's moving, Mike. Wait for the uh, call here. Danaher looking at the clock. Coaching staff has it's their hands up. It's going to be a hold. It's a hold. That's really going to hurt us. It's going to back us up 10 yards. Yeah, they, they never started the clock like you were saying, and they did after the play. It looks like they're going to set us up with five seconds left. Might come back and just try to kick a field goal. 
that's like Coach Sosa is asking the officials, why did the clock run? Even if it did run, and you know, that play took four seconds off the clock. Crucial penalty as uh, Barrett dove into the end zone. That's a great run, Mike. What I mean, a great run. They set him up. Most of the time he sets up as a fullback. They set him up as a wing right there, and we just ran a, a toss sweep. We kind of pitched him to the right, and then he ran it back to the left with two lead blockers. And Barrett did the rest. You know, he got down to about the about three-yard line, and leaped from the three-yard line all the way into the end zone. It was a great heck of a run, but got called back for that hold, so we'll see what we're going to do here. Four seconds on the clock. Sosa's asking. He was hoping the time had run off the clock. Now the referee comes over and talks to Coach Danaher. Looks like they're going to put three seconds on the clock. Now they're going to drop it down one more second. Now with the Wildcats, will have to get on the line of scrimmage. They do have one timeout showing on the board. This will be the last play of the half. Two tight end set. Making it. Dumping it. Looking for Robbie. Robbie has it. Robbie into the end zone. Touchdown. Barely got that foot across the goal line. Touchdown, Cal Allen. No time left on the clock. Heck of a play there by Robbie, man. He caught that ball maybe six inches away from the from the sideline right there. He caught the ball, kept his feet in bounds, and just runs the football over the goal line. But heck of a catch and, and play there by Robbie. It's great body control. You know, he's, he's running to his left right there, catches the ball, turns back to his right, puts the ball over the end zone. It's a great, great play there by number 10, Nathan Robbie. Wilson comes in for the point after. Snap on the way. This one through the uprights, and that has to be deflating to the Alice Coyotes. 21-14, 15-yard touchdown pass from Gage Lamb to Nathan Robbie. And the Wildcats will head into the locker room with a 21-14 lead over the Alice Coyotes. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Two minutes, Ryan. Two minutes. Gotcha.
right, we got about five seconds. All right, if you can get ready for the uh, Rabelais 90 scoreboard, I'll shoot it to you here shortly. Okay. Yeah, take about whatever you want, 20 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever. All right, here we go. All right, welcome to our halftime show brought to you by MC Welding and Fabrication. Coming to you live from Northwest Corpus Christi, I'm Mike Guerrero alongside Coach Ryan Duke, our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton, and our producer tonight is Ryan Lambert. Helping us out in the box. We'll be checking in with Ryan here shortly on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. But first, we're going to talk about this first half. 21 to 14, the Wildcats over the Alice Coyotes. The Alice Coyotes took the uh, opening kickoff. Both teams weren't able to do much on their first couple of possessions. And then it was Alice. With eight minutes and 12 seconds, they uh, took the ball at the 20 yard line. They got a huge run from their running back on the uh, Right side of the line, what was it, about a 60, 65-yard run, we'll call it. And with six minutes and 12 seconds, a one-yard touchdown run by their quarterback, number six, Michael Garcia, gave them a 7-0 lead. After the Wildcats took the possession, an interception by Gage Lamb, gave the Coyotes the ball, couldn't do nothing with it. Wildcats with 249 left to go in the first quarter, took the ball on the 27-yard line. Six three yards later, they find the end zone. On a seven-yard touchdown run by number 35, Reese Barrett, that tied up the game at seven apiece. Ensuing kickoff, Alice Coyotes, not much going. Defense does a nice job. My apologies. Alice takes the ball on the 44-yard line. Two plays later, a 38-yard touchdown run by number 40, Javier Alvarez. That gave the Coyotes a 14-7 lead. Again, only a matter of one minute and 12 seconds off the clock before Alice took over the lead, 14-7. Wildcats get the ball, fumbled it back after Hawkins picked up a nice run. Ball came loose. Coyotes get it. Couldn't do nothing with it. Defense again, another nice job. Wildcats, 5:48 going to half. Takes the ball on the 49-yard line. 51-yard drive. This one capped off by number 35, Reese Barrett, on a two-yard touchdown run. That tied up the game at 14 apiece with one minute and nine seconds. Next possession, Tom Coughlin. I'm sorry, that wasn't Tom Coughlin. That was last week. Tonight, Chris Sosa, with some clock mismanagement, gives the Wildcats the ball back, and they punt it. And uh, nice job by John Gaddis taking the return inside the five-yard line. Barrett into the end zone. There was a penalty. Backed him up 10 yards. Three seconds on the clock, and it was at the 15-yard line. Gage Lamb rolled back, had some pressure, dumped it off to his wideout, Nathan Robbie. Did an incredible job maintaining his body position with no time on the clock. He somehow gets the ball across the goal line, and the point after, with no time on the clock, gives the Wildcats a 21-14 lead over the uh, Alice Coyotes right here from Phil Dannenberg Field. We're going to check in with our producer, Ryan Lambert. Ryan, we have our Rabelais INE scoreboard. What do you have for us? Oh, we have a lot of other games going on in the South Texas area tonight. Gregory Portland 21, Miller 0, that one in the second quarter. Victoria East with a 24 to nothing lead over the Moody Trojans at halftime. Flower Bluff trails Victoria West 20 to 6 in the second quarter. The Ray Texans leading Laredo United South 10 nothing and the Carroll Tigers with an impressive 40 to nothing lead in the second quarter over McAllen. And King leads 13-0 over Rio Grande City in the first quarter. Back to you, Mike. 
All right, Ryan, thank you much. Looks like uh, there's some great games going on in the district. Surprising, Victoria West is going to be very tough this year, but, you know, it's kind of surprising. Flower Bluff already has one loss this season. They lost to King, and they're now trailing. It's been a long time since Flower Bluff has lost two games this early in the season. We have our stats coming up. Coach Brotherton has put them together for us. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show right here on 1360 KKTX. Good job, Ryan. Nice. You, you were able to hear me? Oh, yeah, perfectly, man. Good job. Thanks, man. We'll do that again during the third quarter. We'll do it again here at halftime, man. Yeah. All right, yeah. We'll I've got everything refreshed, so uh, just let me know whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah, just get ready. I'll do it just like I did that time. I'll let, I'll let you know we're going to check in. Give us two minutes here. Two minutes. Two minutes? Okay. <laughs> All right, we're coming back, and you're on in three, two, one. Welcome back to the NC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Report. I am Coach Ryan Duke alongside Mike Guerrero. Got some halftime stats here for you. Kyle and leading the, leading the game, 8-3 to three in first down. We have 144 yards rushing to Alice's 129. We have 20 passing yards to Alice's 3. Coming up with a total of 164 to 132 in Kyle's favor. Penalties, we got two for 20. They're only, they've only had one flag there for 10 yards. Russia, we got Gage Lamb with 11 carries and 68 yards. Hawkins, eight carries, 53 yards and a fumble. We got Reese Barrett for five. Russia's 19 yards and two touchdowns. Over on the Allen side, we got Trevino with three carries for 69 yards and Alvarez, two for 42 with that touchdown. Gage Lamb is two of six for 20 yards passing with, the, with that one interception there in the first quarter. Garcia's one of four for a total of three yards. Our leading receiver catching both passes tonight is Nathan Robbie. He caught both of them for, uh, I think it's written down as 20 yards here in that late touchdown score there. Receiving for Alice, that three-yard catch was there by Trevino. In possession, we've held the ball for 14 minutes and two seconds, while Alice has had the ball for nine minutes and 53 seconds. After the first half, uh, <clears throat> Mike, 
me and Mike were talking. It's been a game of big plays, basically. Uh, Alice, yeah, Alice has only had for three first downs, but I mean they they busted a game for 70 yards at one time, and then another one for for about 40. So their first downs have come on big plays, and like and the theme of the game is the momentum. We we bust a big play, then they come back and get a big play, and then another big play for us. And then there toward the end, we set up that that punt coverage was was just how you draw it up. We had our had our wall set up. We had about five or six guys in it. Who was it, Mike? Ula that, Ula that Ula. sprung him loose there. Yeah, Ula. They have 129 yards rushing here at half, and one of them was the you know the, the, the run was 30, it's a 38 yard run by Javier Alvarez, and you tell me that Alvarez has two for 42, so one of those was 38. The other long run uh, to set up the first score was probably about a 50, 60 yard run. So the only other person with that many yards rushing is Trevino. He's got three for 69. So other, other than that, the defense has done a nice job of holding him in check. They've just given up a, a couple of big runs, and Alice was able to capitalize. Again, this is a very emotional uh, game, momentum. The uh, sideline for Alice, again, they're sold out. Standing room only. They're standing in the aisles against the fence. They support their team, and they're doing a great job tonight of keeping their players pumped up. Wildcat fans showed up again tonight. They are uh, here supporting the uh, Maroon and White. We have a great ball game. The Wildcats will receive the ball to start the second half. And we have a lot coming up here for you at halftime. The sub varsity report. The junior high played their first game this week. And we also uh, will check back in with Ryan here when we come back. You're listening to the halftime report brought to you by MC Welding and Fabrication. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Two minutes again. Coach got the top ten. Get top ten this week. What's that? <laughs> oh, Pitbull. No, no, you don't. They're, he, they're, that's what they're playing right now. When we go to break, that's what he's playing at this point. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so when we take a break, he plays this. Take a quick break, he's playing that. But at oh, some okay. point during the game, we say we want to thank our sponsors, so we, we just name them all. Okay. But, yeah, when we take a break, but it's sponsored. Our halftime show is brought to you by this guy. And just throughout the night, you'll see when we send it away, boom, that's what they're playing. So that's why it's one minute. I got you. So sometimes when I say give me a 30-second, it kind of breaks it in half. Okay. That was loud. Our joking? Yeah. Cultures <laughs> change your telephone. Not left. A lot of cookies in the big. All right, we got about 15 seconds. All right, thanks, Ryan. We'll check in with you shortly here. Okay. Before I before I turn it over to the guys at the uh, the sub varsity report, I'm going to check in with you, and then when when you send it back, it'll be uh, Coach Brotherton and Coach Duke. All right, sounds good. All right, we're back. 
All right, welcome back to our MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. Coming to you live from Phil Danaher Field on a beautiful Friday night. Temperatures at 83 degrees when this game started. Uh, again, just a lovely night for football. Last week we were soaking wet. Well, we weren't, but uh, some of the coaching staff and players were. We are up 36 rows over the uh, home crowd here in Northwest Corpus Christi. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night, wherever you're at, in your car, at work, driving home. Be safe, and thanks for tuning us in on a Friday night. We're going to check in with Ryan on our Rabelais INE scoreboard one more time. Ryan, what do you have for us? We have Gregory Portland leading the Miller Bucks by a score of 21-0, that one in the second quarter. At halftime, Victoria East, 24, Moody, 0. Uh, Flower Bluff trails Victoria West, surprisingly, 20-6 to in the second quarter. Victoria West looking tough this year. The Ray Texans have a 10-2 lead over Laredo South at halftime. And the Carroll Tigers are putting up some offense in the second quarter with a 40-0 lead over the McAllen Bulldogs. Kings 13 and Rio Grande nothing. That one in the second quarter. Sinton 24, Beville 10, second quarter football. Rockport Fulton with a 26-0 lead over Ingleside at halftime. And Robstown leads the Kings Obramas by a score of 7-0 at the half. Back to you, Mike. Thanks, Ryan. Mike stepped out for a minute. we got the, our sub... Our sub-varsity report here, I'll, I'll start it off for you. Uh, our freshman team came out. We went to Alice, freshman and JV. Our freshman team ended up winning 28-12. Uh, Had some really good really good plays. Uh, Shannon Price leading the way with a couple touchdowns. Um, threw a couple through the air. Dylan Fila was, uh, threw a couple touchdown passes. and Our defense played well. We came out. Gave up an early lead, and then the rest of the game we came back and uh, did a good job executing our plays, coming through, running the ball, and throwing the ball a little bit more this week. And then our JV ended up winning around the same score. I think it was um, 32-14, something like that. So our freshman and JV both picking up the W at Alice this week. Well, I'll tell you what, we you know, it always is up to the J- junior high, I guess, uh, to get things started off for the week. Uh, now that we're officially in play, uh, we went ahead and started it off on Tuesday night. Uh, we had the eighth grade here at home, and then the seventh grade went over to Alice, <laughs> excuse me, to play their game. And uh, starting off with those seventh graders there, uh, we didn't have our silver team play. They played on uh, Wednesday and had a special trip out to Flower Bluff to play. So our our C team uh, for seventh grade and eighth grade went out there to play. Uh, the seventh grade comes away with a uh, victory against Flower Bluff. Uh, 22 to 8, and then the eighth grade uh, had a little bit of a tough time out there, reversed the score, and lost uh, 8 to 22. So a uh, little bit of a difficult time there. But back to uh, the, the other opponent, Alice, on Tuesday night with us. Uh, we'll start over here with the eighth graders at the, at the home field. We had our uh, white team come out the, and uh, kind of took control. We had a lightning delay at the beginning of the game. We had to wait for about the, an hour to get out here, so we had to kind of make some time changes on the game to uh, you know, make sure that we can get their game in, but yet also be able to get our uh, A-team game in because we have to fall under the uh, UIL uh, rules of the uh, uh, having to get home by 10 o'clock. They have a little curfew deal that we have to make sure. So Alice has to get done to make sure they get back over there. Uh, all of the timing worked out great. So uh, we got our game in. Uh, the Bruins team, again, they are the white team. They come in and they get a victory 16-0 to against Alice. So that started it off well. And then uh, going with my group, the A-team and the Maroon team, uh, had a tough time there at the beginning, settled down a little bit. Uh, we come away with a uh, big victory for our guys, 36-8. to 
And the, uh, the the beauty to that one there is uh, those guys had a tough time last year in their seventh grade level, and uh, they uh, they went over to Alice and played and ended up losing fourteen to zero at Alice. So coming back home, uh, you know their eighth grade year, playing at home, uh, they took it to those guys and ends up with the victory, thirty six to eight with uh, with their first win of the season. The seventh grade traveled over to Alice, and uh, as as we always say, you got to. You got to play the town of Alice. You got to play the umpires of Alice, and uh, you know they had a tough time over there at the beginning with them. But uh, I tell you what, they they decided to play, and uh, the, that white team that went over there wins twenty-two to six. And then uh, coaches got a little upset getting into the maroon came over there. Uh, Alice was a little bit uh, unhappy with us, and uh, you know kind of getting after Coach Murphy about uh, you know put in your third string, fourth string kind of a deal because the score got out of hand, and we, we actually did have everybody playing as much as we could, and those guys, they ended up coming away with a victory of 54 to zero. So, you know, on Tuesday night, we started off big time. Last night, you guys, uh, you know, picked it up where we left off and, you know, completed two more victories. And so hopefully here tonight, we're looking good so far at halftime, 21-14. Hopefully uh, that'll continue through, and we'll just have a sweep of balance this week. Like you were saying, coaches, probably a little – Pre-game jitters, are you know, like you're like you're saying last week, y'all practice for what four or five weeks before y'all get on the field. So I imagine all of them were ready to go and maybe a little over anxious and had to settle into the game there for a little bit. But it's good coming out with that 36-8 win for for your for your eighth graders. You know, like just like you were saying, it's gonna it's, it's gonna take a long time for them to to get everything going because they're practicing against each other, banging on each other for the yeah. for all that time they're coming out. Definitely. So they uh, you know they enjoyed it, and of course you know we still have our big names that are there. Uh, Riggs Barrett, uh, which his brother's doing pretty good tonight here, and kind of the same thing. You know, his first couple of plays that he ran the ball, uh, he's a little hesitant, trying to juke a couple of guys, and I just told him simply, hey, you know, look at your size compared to everybody else. You're <laughs> out here, man. You, you just need to lower the shoulders and go. And you know, we got down towards the end zone on one of them. He lowered his shoulders and met one of the Alice players about the one or two yard line, and uh, that Alice player was about three yards deep in the end zone after he got done with him. So. Uh, you know, a couple of big, big players that we have right there going on. Uh, uh, Lamb, we have also out there. So, you know, the guys did a real good job. Ralph Fernandez uh, ran a couple of scores as well. So, uh, you know, I look forward to a lot of uh, good things out of these guys. We uh, we had pretty good practices this week. And uh, for our schedule next week, we'll be playing against Flower Bluff. And uh, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Yeah, our freshman and JV team will be at home next week against Moody. We play in the. We'll be hosting the Moody Children's next week tomorrow or next week Thursday at five and seven thirty again. <clears throat> we got some. Uh, we got an Atlas Tubular Player of the Week sheet here. I got to go over for our game last last week against Siloso uh, Midway. We got an offensive lineman Matt Cade. His his blocking game grade last week was uh, eighty two. He made three pancake blocks, and uh, we had six offensive touchdowns. Six TDs for the offensive line. I'm not sure what that means. But, anyways, uh, I'm pretty sure it means 60 uh, In our defense, Chris Muncie-Vice, he made three tackles for loss, caused a fumble, and had a quarterback sack. He was uh, one of the top three leading tacklers as well. Uh, offensive back of the week was Nathan Robbie. He had one touchdown. Was, he had 93 yards receiving. Blocking grade of 83. Averaged about 46.5 yards per catch. Also, today is his birthday, so shout out Nathan Robbie. Happy birthday. Not a bad birthday gift. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's a great play there at the end of the half, you know. <laughs> and then uh, the player of the week, defensive back, 
Ryder Duff was the leading tackler, had a tackle for loss, and uh, a big, big, big shout out to our defense last week. Held TM without without a first down. Went through the whole first game, first down or first or whole game without a first down. Yeah, it was. That was a big game for us, and uh, you know, hopefully these guys going at halftime, and from here on out, we'll just shut Alice down and, and you know take another victory for the for the week. Yeah, you know. Just thinking about the first half, you know, Gage Gage Lamb's just having a, a little bit of trouble with that deep ball. He's been he's been throwing it about a yard or two, a little, little bit short, and uh, letting their their defensive guys pick on him a little bit. If he could just air it out a couple couple yards further, we could have some big gains on him. But he came back well, you know, throwing that touchdown right there at the end of the half. Um, I mean, shoot, we scored on two plays right there with with 12 seconds left or whatever it was. 12 seconds right there, we're on the five yard line, got that that holding call, came back and. Gage stood in there, a little play-action fake, and made a good throw to Robbie, and then Robbie did the rest, making that heck of a catch right there, right in front of the pylon, about a yard away from the end zone, keeping his body, having great body control, and getting the ball over the over the line for that 21-14 that lead going into half. Yeah, it wasn't a bad deal there at all. I'll tell you what, we're, we're about five minutes left. I'm going to quickly go over our uh, top ten report uh, before the guys get ready to go here again. Uh, we changed it up a little bit. My app that I use is... Uh, they're not putting it up there anymore, so we're going to go off the newspaper, the uh, Associated Press. Starting off at 2A at number 10 is Bruni. At number 9 is Seagraves. At number 8, Alto. 7 is Mark. 6 is Shiner. At 5 is uh, Albany. Number 4 is Mason. Perfurio sitting at number 3. Uh, Freeman is the number 2, and Canadian at uh, number 1. In the 3A rankings, at number 10 is Shallow Water. Number 9 is Newton. Number 8, Pottsboro. Number seven, Wall. Number six, Wascom. Number five, East Chambers. Number four, Cameron Yo. Number three is Franklin. Number two, Brock. And Mineola is sitting at number one there. <clears throat> at number uh, class 4A, you've got Sweetwater sitting at number 10. Sitton. Uh, surprised to see on there. Sitton sitting at number nine. Uh, number eight is Stephenville. Argyle, number seven. Kennedale is at six. LaGrange at five. Selena, number four. West Orange Stark is sitting at three. Number two is Gilmer and Navasota at number one. In the 5A ranking, top ten. Uh, number ten is Fort Bend Elkins. Number nine, Longview. Number eight, still sits Kerrville Thivey. Uh Number seven, Mansfield Timberview. Number six, Temple. Number five, Alito. Uh, number four, Austin Vandergriff. Number three, Richmond George Ranch. Uh, number two, Crosby. And at number one is Cedar Park. And then finally, it's your 6A group uh, coming in at number 10, Austin Westlake, number 9, Dallas Skyline, number 8, Lake Travis, number 7, Commerce Judson, number 6, Spring Westfield, number 5, Cibolo Steel, number 4, Ulysses Trinity, three is uh, Cedar Hill, number 2 is uh, Katie, and that number 1 is Allen. That's your top 10 report there. I'll tell you what, uh, we've got about three minutes left here. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Cal Island Football on 1360 KKTX. For what? Oh.
How are we looking, Ryan? Did you want to five minutes here? What? Did you want two minutes? Yeah, how are we doing on the lineup? Uh, we're doing fine. Okay, good. Do you want? Yeah, why don't you bring it back and we'll do one, we'll check in with you one more time. Okay. All right, we're coming back now. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. I'd like to thank uh, Coach Brotherton and Coach Duke for helping us out with our sub-varsity report, uh, getting you caught up on what the young men are doing down at the lower levels. Also helping us out with the uh, top ten from around the state. As uh, we have right at two minutes and 18 seconds left to go here at the half, both teams are on the field warming up <coughs> as we are at 21-14, to 14, the Wildcats over the Alice Coyotes. We're going to check in one more time on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. We're going to check in with our producer, Ryan Lambert. Ryan, what do you have for us? We have uh, the Victoria East Titans leading the Moody Trojans 24-0 at halftime. Gregory Portland with a 27-0 lead over the Miller Bucks. Um, the Victoria, uh, the other Victoria team, I think it's West. Yes, it's the Victoria West. They extended their lead to 23-7 over the Hornets at halftime. Ray, 10 and Laredo South, two at halftime. Carroll with a 40 nothing lead still in the second quarter. And the King Mustangs still with a 13 nothing lead. And Sinton leads the Beeville Trojans by a score 24-10 at halftime. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Ryan Lambert, our producer, helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. The Calumet Wildcats have made their way through their uh, run-through on our left-hand side. They are lined up, warming up to the, uh, well, they were in the end zone to our right. Now they're right in front of us. Alice Coyotes now getting ready to make their way to their run-through. I guess that's supposed to be a coyote. looks like a, a rabid dog, but I guess we'll call it a white coyote, huh? I guess so. Some like of these blow-ups, you know, just don't quite, you know, uh, no offense to you know, Flower Blob, but they got that bee that looks like he's sitting on a pot, you know. And, <laughs> you know I know people try to get creative, and we're moving. We talked about the uniforms and, you know, how everything that's changed. Back in the day, you used to run, the cheerleaders would paint paper uh, run-throughs all week just to have it destroyed in a matter of seconds. And now you got the fancy, you know, cloth run-throughs and these blow-up uh, tunnels and, and just everything else. But I guess we'll call that a coyote. I'm not uh, quite sure how they get a coyote out of that, but we wait for the Dallas Coyotes to come out. The Coyotes took the ball in the first half. The Wildcats won the toss. They deferred to the second half. So Cal Allen will start the second half with the ball. It's just a matter of which way Alice has agreed or what the end zone Alice has agreed to defend. I'm not sure. I didn't see the captains come out to the middle of the field. Yeah, uh, Coach Duke. Yeah. Coach Duke. I actually have a hard time saying that. <laughs> Got to give me credit. I am trying. Yeah, going back to the old school old school walkthrough, Mike, it might have been a couple of cheerleader catastrophes that they had to try to get out of there. You know, they were trying to <laughs> oh, they would set it all up with all the tape and everything. Kind of got ran over a couple of times. So just going back to the, the bullet stuff and then our new sign, it still kind of got that old school look. You know, it's got it's still got the – the same old walkhead on it and everything like that. So I'm, I'm digging our old school look. Yeah. So you know, I still like the old school, old school stuff. Back in the day, they used to cut holes in it just so the air wouldn't tear the paper. You know. And anyway, nice job, both school districts with great support by their community and their school district, and again, their superintendent. It all starts on top, and I always got to give Coach, I'm sorry, uh, Doctor A, Doctor Almendadas, credit for what he's done here in the school district and this community. Uh, Coach Danaher, you know, now. Here in this program, you know, we heard him a couple of weeks ago talk about when he first got here. You know, there was very few sports in Cal Allen. Uh, the, the complex was nowhere near what uh, we have today. Uh, we've seen the, the stadium, the turf, and the additional bleachers. And now we got the Cat Dome, you know, to our left over here. And 
baseball field, the, uh, the softball field, the locker room. So there's so many upgrades that have taken place here in Cal Allen. Whistle is blown. The kicker approaches. High end-over-end kick. This one's going to be taken by number seven, Kalani Ibarra, trying to get that wall set up, trying to come to the outside, gets the block, has a 25 up to the 27, still on his feet, breaking tackles, finally pushed out of bounds at the 31-yard line. Yeah, we almost set up the wall right there, Mike. We had about two guys get through it real quick, and then Kalani made a little little move right there, got up the field, and actually bounced into his own guy right there, then about slowed him down a little bit, but it a good gain right there. Got us up to the 30, about the 32-yard line. So it set, up, set us up in good field position with the win here starting in the second half. First down and 10. Gaddis will bring the Wildcat. I'm sorry, uh, Coach Lamb. Looking at Gaddis go across the field, but it's going to be Lamb. Shotgun formation. Hawkins is in the backfield. Nathan Robbie, who uh, scored with no time left on the clock, split wide to the near side. Opening drive of the third quarter. Wildcats driving left to right. First handoff to Hawkins. Hawkins hit in the backfield, and he's going to lose about three yards in the play to the 29-yard line. Three second down and 13. Yeah, we opened up in a trip set right there, and we had the inside two receivers pretty close to the line. So that, that brought everybody down right there, tried to run that little draw play up the middle, and they snuffed it out pretty well, setting us up for a, a long second down. It's going to be second down and about 13. Ball resting on the, the 20, 28 now. Interesting announcement coming out at halftime, Ryan. Uh, we saw one of the administrators come up talking about there's been a whistle that's being blown by the visiting crowd across the stadium. Yeah, I, I kind of noticed it, Mike. I didn't know if I was just hearing things or what with these headphones, but we got our crowd noise on. You can hear a little whistle in the background, but evidently that's what it was. Hobbs takes a reception, picks up about nine yards on the play. It's going to bring up third down and five. But uh, back to the uh, the administration. They came up here and, and made an announcement. They asked the public <clears throat> announcer to, to let the, the visiting crowd know that there is a whistle. They've identified it. It's, it's a smaller bleachers on the right-hand side, almost like a student section. But the um, message to the crowd was either stop blowing the whistle or everyone in this section will be asked to leave the stadium. So pretty strong statement from uh, the administration, but it's something you have to do to control this game and the safety of these kids. Third down and long. Quarterback keeper, Lamb, going up quill. Breaks a tackle, still on his feet, trying to get to the outside. Heads to 50, 45, 40, and he'll step out of bounds at the 32-yard line. Two back-to-back plays there, Mike. Gabe's coming out on fire right there. He came in, had a really good route, ran by there, number three, Hobbs. Just settled in right behind the linebackers, made a good pitch and catch right there to pick up about six yards, and then Gage right there. It looked like after he faked it, there was two guys right there in front of him, and he just gave him a little, little shake move, got it up the middle, and busted it for a good game, making that. Making that last guy miss, picking up another 10 yards after that. So, he's coming out with a lot of confidence here. I bet that that, that touchdown pass right before half is helping him out. First down and 10 ball at the 35 yard line of the Cayuse. And on the keeper, going straight up field. Lamb pick up maybe three yards. We'll call it second down and seven. Looks like the same exact player there, Mike. Looks like we're seeing that backside. They're running a, a little five technique out there, just sitting them on an island and making Gage make a move on him right there. He's about the thicker kid right there. He might not move laterally all that well, so Gage just attacking that corner, picking up another, another three or four yards. If we can get three or four yards every down, you know, it's going to be a first down for us. Wildcats driving left to right on your radio dial, opening five of the third quarter. Got Forrest Chris wind up wide here. His first action on offense. Let's see if we can connect right here. Ooh, oh. High snap. Lamp has it ball. 
on the carpet and never saw the backside pressure coming from the backside. Number 42, Nick Juarez, brings him down for a huge loss. I thought Gage was just going to throw it away, Ryan, to try to you know, just uh, live another down. I thought he was going to pull a Gage Lamb and just make something out of nothing, you know, when he's back there and back there to throw the ball and he doesn't see anything. He just takes off and picks up a good game, but it looks like he picks up the ball and tries to throw it right there and just, like you said, never saw that backside pressure and came in and got him. Guard to gain is the 24. Ball resting at the 42. Third down and long for the uh, Wildcats. Hobbs motions across the line of scrimmage. Fake to Hobbs. Looking for the backside screen. Trying to set it up. They have Hawkins. Hawkins has some blockers in front of him. He's got the 35-20. And a flag comes out. Hawkins is going to go in the end zone. But the referee throws the flag. And this one's going to come back. It'll be third down and 10. Great play set up. Beautifully set up backside screen. And Hawkins finds his way into the end zone. And the official, <laughs> right in front of the sideline, made a gutsy call. We're going to see what it is. But it should be, looks like it's going to be against Cal Allen. Yeah, it looked like our center right there, Ryan Everett. He had good position. He had the block, and then as soon as the guy, or as soon as our runner, our ball carrier right there, Hawkins got right next to him. He could have just let him go, but obviously he can't tell how close Hawkins is to him. But he just, oh, oh, look at that! Hey, it weighs off the penalty. Coach Sosa is not going to be happy. Touchdown! Look at the coaching staff for the Alice Coyotes, and here comes Coach Sosa. He's about a halfway onto the field. The line judge is having to. Walking back to his sideline, and he is not going to be happy. How far pass play was that, Coach? 42 yards. You're right. 42-yard screen pass touchdown play, and Sosa is not happy across the field. You know, Mike, like you were saying earlier, try not to sound like a homer, but it looked like we kind of got away with that one. He had had good position on him. That was was the the biggest part of it. He had good position on him. He He was pushing this guy out of the way. As soon as he got around him, it looked like his arm was, might have been on the outside of his shoulder pads there, but they picked up the flag, so we'll take it. You know, it's a it's a huge, huge play again. Like we were saying, the momentum of this game has been back and forth, back and forth. And right there, we're sitting on like a third and 16 right there. We just run a little screen pass. As soon as, as, soon as Gage took off, I thought it was a busted play, and then he just comes back, flips it back to the other side right there where Hawkins was and busted it for a huge gain and ended up being a touchdown. Also got the explanation from the referee and uh, wasn't happy about it. The uh, play, obviously, you know, that's something you don't see a penalty waved off very often, but uh, this one will stand. Waiting for the snap. High snap. Wilson approaches. This one's straight enough, and it's through the uprights. Eight minutes, 27 seconds left to go. As we do have a flag on the play, I believe this one's going to be against the Coyotes, though, and this is going to be declined. It'll be uh, Wildcats 28 Alice Coyotes, 14. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. One minute. One minute, uh, Ryan, please. One minute. Gotcha. Also, still hot over there. I would be too, man. Yeah. Walking stride for stride. Yeah, walking stride for stride. 
really surprised to see that line there to make that call though, right in front of the bench. Usually you don't see that either. Yeah. on the visiting side because they're yelling and screaming in their official's ear, but yeah. not on the home side. How much time, Ryan? Uh, five seconds. Wilson approaches. High end over end kick. This one taken at the 10-yard line. Coyotes trying to come to the near side. Cuts it upfield. 25 still on his feet. Outside, over the 30-yard line. Nice return there by the Alice Coyote special teams player. That time they changed it up on us a little bit. Before on the kickoff, they were just picking out a man and going to block. That time they tried to pick up or set up a little wall to the near side here. Had it set up pretty well, but had a couple guys get through get through their wall and make a good tackle right there. The ball going to be set on the 30-yard line, so not bad field position here for the Coyote. First down and 10, ball at the 30-yard line. First possession of the uh, second half for the Dallas Coyotes. Wildcats took the opening drive. 68 yards for the uh, touchdown. Hawkins on the screen pass on the uh, 42-yard touchdown. Wildcats lead 28-14. to Hand off. Coyotes breaking tackles, lunging forward, and he's going to pick up about 17, 18 yards on the play is the running back for the Coyotes. And he's going to bring it out to the 48-yard line. Caught us in a blitz there, Mike. We blitzed both of our linebackers to the to the near side. They ran the trap back to the to the far side. Luckily, we had a backside corner there. I believe it was number 21, Philip Lively, ended up making the tackle. But just called the right play at the right time there. First down and 10 for the Coyotes. Yeah, under center. I played not much room there at all. Looks like a pretty good second half adjustment here by us. You know, he came out with that little trap play again. We had two guys right there on the ball. Didn't go for any gain. It was actually, oh, yeah, it's going to be a no gain right there. So it's going to set up second and 10. Seven minutes, 23 seconds. District game between the Alice Coyotes and your Cal Island Wildcats. And Coach Danaher mentioned four teams make the playoffs now. And really, this game could be, could be a deciding factor of which uh, fourth-place team makes it in. And big handoff to number 40. That's a little backward pass. And he's going to be hit. Looks like number five, Forrest Chris, came up to make the hit. The gain of about six yards in the play. We'll call it second down and four. Yeah, that was in the scouting report all week. Mike, they tried to fake one way and just have the back go out, go out the other side and just pitch it to him out there and they picked up about six yards on that game. But it was in the game plan all week, so we had it sipped out pretty well. We just came up and made a good tackle there by Forrest. I'd like to thank our sponsors for helping us out tonight. I'd like to thank Nolan's Poor Boys, Vila Chiropractic. Oh, lots of movement. Penalties coming out everywhere. Flags all over the field. And it will be illegal procedure. Quarterback number six there, Michael, Michael Garcia, was pretty high. It spiked the ball, turned around, started to scream at his lineman. So he was telling him one thing, and I guess they heard another. You know, and he came out there slapping his pad, slapping his thigh pads, giving him, I think it was two fingers, son of was on two, but I'm guessing it was two. <laughs> I hope it was two. Also like to thank Ainsworth Trucking. I'm a prosperity bank. Atlas Tubular. 
ETS Oil Field Services, Division 16 Construction, Remax, all proud sponsors of tonight's broadcast. Shotgun formation, Garcia rolling, hit as he throws, and this one's going to be over the head of number 28. Pressure, I don't know if that was Broaden or was that Thomas that came, that may have been Barrett, number 35, with the pressure. Yeah, both of them were there in the backfield, made him release the ball a little little early right there. He had a guy open there on the little wheel route, but overthrew it because he had to get the ball, get rid of the ball a little, little quicker than he wanted to, so... Good defensive pressure helping out that that uh, defensive secondary there by Barry and there by Broughton. Zachary Martinez will come into punt. He'll stand at his 35-yard line. Wildcats will send two men deep. That's Gaddis and Kalani Ibarra. Low snap. Low punt. This one just bounces it out of bounds. No chance of a return for the Wildcats special team. Five minutes, 48 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Wildcats will have the ball. Offense coming back on the field. First down and 10. Where they spot it. Looks like they're going to spot it right at the 21-yard line. Also like to thank First Victoria Bank for helping us out with our pregame show. Touchdown club. Axis Ford. And our scoreboard tonight brought to you by Rabelais I&E. Without these sponsors, our game wouldn't be possible. We ask you to support them. Let them know you heard your commercials right here on 1360 KKTX. I'm Mike Guerrero alongside Coach Ryan Duke. Coach Mike Brotherton, our statistician tonight. Josh, keeping you up to date on Twitter. Make to Hawkins. Looking downfield, has Hobbs. Hobbs at the 45. Hobbs making a move. Hobbs has a 50 backside coming up. And he'll get it to the 45-yard line. Nice play again from Lamb. He had thrown it on that outside shoulder, Duke. He'd still be running. Dude, I, I was jumping up and down in my seat over here trying to get him, get him to throw the ball for me. Hobbs is running right down the middle of the field with nobody on him. And luckily, Gage picked him up late right there and made a, made a pretty good throw, even though, like you said, it was a little bit behind him. You know, there was nobody around him, so he just had to pitch it out there to him. Hobbs made a good, good adjustment on the ball, picking up a good game. Ball at the 44-yard line of the Coyotes. Chris, split wide up top. Robbie, split to the near side. Hawkins in the backfield with uh, Lamb, and he's going to hand it off to Hawkins. Hawkins going around the outside. Oh, one man to beat, and Hawkins couldn't get away from him. Nice open field tackle by the uh, defender for the uh, Coyotes. Looks like that was number six, Michael Garcia, the quarterback, playing safety right there, coming up and making a good tackle on Hawkins. Look for us to come back right there, Mike. They had a, on our trips there right there, they had our corner manned up right there on, on four. So hopefully we see that, make a little adjustment, and try to toss it out there, that one-on-one coverage. Third down, I'm sorry, second down, a gain of two on the play. We'll call it second down and eight. Robbie now splits wide up top, trips to the near side. Wildcats with a 28-14 to 14 lead. Lamb will dump it off as Hobbs. Hobbs letting his blocker set up. Hobbs trying to spin forward, and he's going to get to the 39-yard line. Minimal gain. We'll call it a gain of four on the play. Looks like we had a little pop screen set up right there, but it may have been a little little too early with our linemen right there. They might, All they were going to do is just lock on for about a second and then shrug them off, but it looks like they got into our backfield a little bit and busted it up a little bit, but still got a, got a three-yard gain out of it, so not too bad, but it could have been a lot better if we just held off to our box just a little bit longer. We'll call it third down and a long four, almost five yards to go. 
single coverage on the top on Robbie. Let's see if we can get to it. Pick to Hobbs, quarterback keeper. Lamb, trying to scramble. Flag on the play, trying to get a block. Now you got a block in the back. This play just uh, didn't go well at all for the Wildcats. Three flags on the field. I think there was a hole in the middle, and that block in the back late there by number 74. So Looks like Alice will just get the pick. Either decline it because it's going to be fourth down and into the rush. Where would you end up? Both, now, they're both spot fouls, so it'll be, it'll be third down and 15 if you tack on the additional 10. Or it'll set up about a fourth at eight if they decline it. Seventy-four. Block in the back. It is declined. Ooh, chop block. That's a fifteen yarder. That'll really back him up. It'll be third down and twenty, and uh may see. A quick kick here coming up, Duke. Uh, maybe to try to get that field position back. Not sure if you go for it on third and 20. Danaher has uh, done it before. Wouldn't be surprised if we do it again. Time out on the field. We'll take one with them. Three minutes, 36 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Wildcats 28, Alice Coyotes 14. And actually, players are coming back on the field, so we're going to keep it right here. Quick timeout, either with a quick timeout or maybe just a 30-second timeout. <laughs> I think it was an official timeout, so I think they just cleared up real quick and got them back on the field. I don't think either T. Yeah, they're showing three timeouts for both sides of the scoreboard, so I think it was just an official timeout. Not sure what it was for exactly, but they got it all cleared up. We're back into play. Going to set up about third and 20 for us. And one of our wide receivers thought it was on one, and now you see Lamb. Could look over and say no, too. Well, Lamb wasn't in right there. Looks like we had Nathan Robbie line up his quarterback. You're right. Now, Robbie, of a third. Robstown, now we're looking at third and Driscoll. You know, Mike, that I think, because we couldn't see it right here on the sideline, but I think Gage Lamb was the one down over here on the sideline. And that was what the timeout was for. Trying to run it off. You can see him here on the sideline right in front of us. And now you have an illegal substitution. And, boy, the Wildcats are going backwards in a hurry. The Wildcats have gone 25 yards back and have not run a play, Duke. They had the chop block. Then the false start. False start. And now an illegal substitution. And the ball went, which was about the we're on our own 41, 40-yard 40 line. And now we're on the 35. And I think you'll see a quick kick here from Robbie. There it is. This one's going to bounce, and no, it won't bounce. Robbie kind of shanked that one over to the right side, and he's going to be lucky if they continue to keep going. I'm not sure where they're going to stop him, but that didn't go very far. Look at the referees. They're confused, too. Got two referees. One of them was walking down to, to their 20-yard line. Now they're going to spot the ball at the Alice 39, so a little confusion there by the refs again. Yeah. Have a new uh, line judge over here in front of us. Normally, that's the line judge that runs down the sideline. This time, it was the back judge. Yeah, the line judge was down here at their 20, and that back judge came and corrected and put it back up at 38. Looks like a a new crew. I was walking through uh, the locker room before the game. We had a little conversation because we had to play in our freshman game where they had an inverted whistle, and we were just trying to clear it up, see what the actual ruling was on it. I think the other referees are all about 6'5", so it could be a a, a side basketball team as well. (laughs) First down and 10 for the Coyotes. 
not much room trying to go backside, and I believe that's Escobar, the uh, nose guard, doing a nice job getting in the backfield, and it's going to be a two-yard loss in the play. Second down and 12. Got to go back to Coach Campbell right there. It looked like they made some pretty good halftime adjustments just stopping that trap. We've been, we've been playing the sweep pretty well. We've been, uh, been having our corners out there get in and then knock down those 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 uh, linemen that are pulling outside. So looks like we had that cleared up, and now we got our linebackers coming in to make plays on those traps. So good halftime adjustment so far here by Coach Campbell. Second down and 12. On the quarterback keeper. Whoa, he is hit and picked up and driven to the ground. 35 Reese Barrett just said hello. Yeah, it looks like he's Thomas right there around his legs and holding him up. And like you said, Reese Barrett was there to clean him up, give him a good shot right there and get him to about a, a yard gain right there. It's going to set up third and 11. About a minute and a half left to go here in the third quarter. Callum still up 28 14. Twenty-eight, fourteen, one minute, thirty-three seconds. District matchup between Calama Wildcats and the Alice Coyotes. At halftime, Mike, we, Alice had three yards passing. It looks like they're going to have a penalty, penalty for a legal substitution as well. There it is. That's going to back them up five yards, and they'll replay the down. So the Coyotes. We're looking at a third down and long. Yard to gain is a 49. Ball resting at the uh, 34, so we'll call it third down and 15. That's what I was referring to earlier, Mike. If we have good downs on first and second down, get them in that third and long. They're going to have to come out and try to pass the ball, and that's where we want to. That's where we want to have them. We want to have their quarterback back there trying to throw the ball and put some pressure on them, make see, see if we can get him to make a mistake here. Thomas, backside pressure, kind of a jump. Pass, kind of a weird-looking pass there from Garcia. Yeah, Alice fans want to pass interference right there, but that ball was thrown out of bounds anyway, so it might have been uncatchable even if he did have some late contact there. But like I was saying, Mike, we just got to put some pressure on this right there. He was rolling out to his right. We got somebody in his face. He, I don't know, like that Tim Tebow little jump pass right there. He just threw it right out of bounds just like Tim Tebow would. So. I don't know if that was intended for the receiver or Jessica, the cheerleader on the left-hand side of the track. Run formation coming up for the Coyotes. Hunter at the 20-yard line. Ibarra, Gattistan at their 40-yard line. Under a minute to play here in the uh, third quarter. Snap on the way. This one. Again, another low punt. A bounce. And it takes the Coyote bounce. Then trying to pick it up. And no, that took a huge roll for the Coyotes. And the Wildcats will start at the 23-yard line. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Calala Wildcat Football. On 1360 KKTX. 30 seconds, Ryan, 30 seconds. Gotcha. On 1st down and 10 for the Wildcats, empty backfield. 
Hawkins motions across the line of scrimmage, takes the handoff, following his blocker, has a 35. Now lunging forward, and he's going to get to the 40-yard line. He'll pick up a nice gain on the play, about 18 yards for the uh, running back, Elijah Hawkins. Great job there by Matt Cade and Logan Thomas pulling right there, leading the way for Hawkins. Got a good kick-out block. Looks like Thomas came up and led on that linebacker, springing loose. Good good pickup there on first down, setting us up with another first down, falling about the 30-yard line. Looks like they're just going to let the, the time run out here in the third quarter. Going to set up a Wildcats with a 28-14 lead headed into the fourth quarter here. There it is. We've played three quarters from Phil Danaher Field. Wildcats 28, Dallas Coyotes 14. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. One minute, Ryan. One minute. All right. First down and 10 for the uh, Wildcats. Lamb back on the field, coming to the near side, waits for a block, cuts it a field, trying to break a tackle, and he does, and he's hit right at the edge of the sideline. Another good run there by number eight, Gage Lamb. Just a straight, just a straight student body left right there. He just got the ball. He's back there in the backfield by himself, just picked up the ball. Took off to his left, shook a couple tackles, and picked up about six yards. Looks like we got a a man down here for the Wildcats. Twenty-five. Looks like Matt Cade. Matt Cade. Matt Cade had a great game last week. Yeah, it is Matt Cade. He was our offensive lineman player of the week last week. He had a eighty-two blocking grade. He had three pancake blocks and helped our helped our offense get six touchdowns. He's being checked out on the field. Training staff Wildcats now driving right to left. We are in the fourth quarter. Gain of about. Five yards on the play. We'll call it second down and five. Wildcats with a 28-14 to 14 lead. And big number 75, Matt Cade, is being helped off the field. Looks like it's maybe his right ankle. Yeah, it looks like Don't want to speculate, but uh, he was helped off by training staff and Coach Fowler. Wildcats coming out with a chip set to the near side. Hawkins, nice run again. 
needed five. Looks like he picked up almost ten. Good to see Huggins running the ball hard right there. Got that ball tucked away. Again, it's in his left arm right there. He's got that brace on there, but he's held, held it up tight. It was a Tiki Barber that had a, had a had problems like that, and that's what they told him is to keep the ball high and tight. It looked like he did a really good job right there, spinning off a couple of tackles, getting that first down. First down and 10, ball at the 47-yard line. And off. Number one, Gaddis going around the right side. Steps on a dime, cuts to the field. Gaddis still on his feet. Gaddis will have enough for the first down. Up to the 35-yard line. Gaddis came across the formation right there. Set up on the, the number two receiver, set up to the trip side right there, and came in motion, took the handoff. There's tons of room right there on the outside. Looked like their, the linebackers tried to over-pursue because they noticed that there was nobody out there, too. So they just cut up the field, gained about 12 yards, pick up another walk at first down. Freshman. A.J. Brown will check in, number 40. Clock rolling, 10 minutes, 55 seconds. Sold out crowd tonight here at Phil Danaher Field. 50, sorry, 83 degrees at the kickoff and pulling off to a cool 82. Handoff, left side. Phil Hobbs has a blocker in front of him following Brown. Number 34, the linebacker will pick him up. But not until he gets to the 21-yard line. Looks like the same play there, Michael. We just ran it to our left side this time. Another another big gain in there by Howes. Another 13, 14-yard gain. Pick up another first down. Got you a score update, Michael. We got Flower Bluff chilling to Victoria West 30-7 now. Action there in the third quarter. Quarterback, eight, Lamb on the keeper. Lamb will be maybe to the 20-yard line, maybe a yard on the play. Yeah, it looks like we were coming back with that same play we just ran before. This time, Gage pulled it, kept it up the middle. Looked like there was a little hole to the right, kept it to the left right there, and it was just stopped right there for about a one-yard game, setting up second and nine. Hawk rolling, nine minutes, three seconds. Next week, the Wildcats will take on the Moody Trojans. That game will be played at CCISD. And the Alice Coyotes will take on Teloso Midway. Lamb hands off to Hawkins. Hawkins going around the right side. Hawkins into the uh, red zone right at the 15-yard line. It'll bring up a second down, and we'll call it about four yards to go. It looks like when we're coming out in the spread formation right there, Mike, they got that, that middle linebacker sitting right in the middle in there. The other two linebackers are supposed to have contained right there, but as soon as they're on the, the outside, they see that motion. They're shooting straight out. That's an easy, easy little kick-out block for our lineman right there, and we're just running it back up. So the play is designed to go to the outside, but the way that they're trying to play it on defense, we're just turning it right back up and gaining five or six yards every time. It's a good play for us so, so far. Hawkins on the carry. Hobbs will be ruled for holding at the 20-yard line. And, again, that'll be a spot foul. So it's going to hurt the Wildcats. That same type of situation we had earlier. We are set up in the right position, got the block set up, and then 
as soon as our ball carrier gets close to the ball, we just don't let go of our block. We try to try to keep holding on to them, and when they try to move one way or the other, our hands are just on their jersey, and it's an easy call to make right there. The penalty will bring the ball back to the 25-yard line. Yard to gain is the 12, so about a 15, yard, about 15 yards needed for the first down. Chris will split wide up top. Robbie will split wide to the near side. I'll try to hit Robbie here. Yeah, they've been keeping the safety over here because we busted a DM last week a couple times on a backside route. So we'll see. There it is, Mike. Ball was overthrown. No, it's, it's tough to run that when they got that, that safety over here for help. We kind of ran a little motion to our right, trying to get that safety to pull over a little bit and try to hit that backside route. But that safety staying home, doing exactly what he's supposed to do, and Makes it a tough window right there. Gage just tried to go over the top. It looked like we had a post pattern on the back. But earlier we ran in a little little hitch or a slant. This time we tried to go a little bit deeper down the field, and that safety was right over the top. And the ball was just overthrown. It wasn't a bad bad toss there by Gage because if he tries to fit that ball in, it's an easy interception right. for that safety. So not a bad throw there. Setting up fourth down. Looks like we're going to go for it here. Pressure. Lamp looking now going downfield has a man. Is he going to get it? He does. Gage Lamp connects with number three, Bill Hobbs, on a 25-yard touchdown pass, but he threw that from about the 45. <laughs> yeah, Mike was a great job there by by Gage avoiding contact. He had a guy around his ankle, got away from him, turned around. I'm not sure if he was trying to throw that ball to Robbie or if he was trying to throw that ball to Hobbs, but I'll take it. Hobbs at the back of the end zone. Raleigh was right there about a yard in the end zone. Hobbs, Hobbs ended up coming down with the ball, making a, making a good play, getting his feet inbounds right there on the sideline. So wasn't pretty, but, I mean, it ended up being being a great play for us and scoring a touchdown right there on fourth and long. Wilson, low snap. Did he get it through? He did. That one was a bad snap, and uh, you could see Wilson came up and was just never set up to, from the get-go. Point after, no good. Cal Allen, 34, Alice, 14. We'll be back with more Wildcat football. On 1360, KKTX. One of the cheerleaders still up here? They got the military guys in there. Wilson approaches. High end over end kick. This one taken at the 10 yard line, coming to the near side, trying to get away from a tackler, but it's going to be 52 for the Wildcats, making the tackle that James Hedrick making the uh, special teams tackle for the uh, Wildcats. 
That sellout crowd over across the stands over there, Mike, spinning out pretty quick here now that we got a 34-14 lead with about 7, 7.48 left to go in the game. But looks like they're calling it a night. The uh, fans making their way to the parking lot. This is a safe drive home. Heading back on 44. Not a very far, not a long drive, but not the... Uh, not the mood you want to be in to make that drive, I know, to say the least. Garcia lines up in her center, 7 minutes, 48 seconds. All on the 22, pressure, and now trying to get rid of it, but uh, he does. Number 36 right there with the pressure for the Wildcats. And that's Heath Thomas coming up and putting the pressure. Yeah, thank goodness Thomas was in there to cause some havoc because they had a guy sitting on the, the far 30-yard line with nobody around him for about 15 yards. So Luckily, we got back in the backfield and, Got some pressure on him, made him throw the ball away, basically, because he had a guy on the backside wide open. Luckily, he wasn't, didn't have enough time to turn back and see him. Seven minutes, 40 seconds. Clock stops with the incomplete pass. Chris, Lively are your corners. Gaddis and Ibarra are your uh, safeties. Pass play to number 27 and 81 on the coverage. Lawrence Mann. Came across from the left side to the right following the uh, motion man and kind of lost his footing there, but the pass was wide right or wide left, shot I say, to the intended receiver. Yeah, we're in man coverage right there. He followed him all the way across the, the formation there. He ran a little little corner route. I was watching earlier their quarterback throw the ball in pregame, and it looked like if you could just get him off his mark a little bit, he'd get a little little wild and throw the ball outside of him. And that's exactly what just happened. He was set up in the pocket and he started to roll to his left, and when he rolled to his left, he didn't make it as accurate throw right there. He, he might have had the guy open a little bit, but like you were saying, he threw it a little wide to him right there. Third down and 10. Coyotes now forced to uh, to pass. Escobar on the pressure. Escobar got him just enough to trip him up. Looks like uh, number 32, Ryder Duff, cleans it up, but that was Escobar with a nice pressure up the middle. Got to give props right there to Heath Thomas again. He stiffed out that screen. They had a screen line up to the left side, and Heath Thomas wasn't wasn't fooled, stayed with the stayed with the running back right there, had it sniffed out. The quarterback went to go throw that little that little quick screen over there to the left, and he was right there, so he had nowhere to go. I had to scramble and kind of set up a long fourth and, fourth and 13, so they lined up in punk, or punk formation once again. Barra and Gaddis, right at the 50-yard line. High snap. This one will be returnable. Ibarra takes the snap or takes the uh, punt. He is met immediately by the uh, special teams of the Coyotes. Yeah, it looks like we had our wall set up to the right that time. And it was a low line drive kick, so as soon as we got the ball, it was to his left. There was nobody over here to help him out because we were all set up on the right side for that punt. That low liner to the right kind of kind of spoiled our plans right there. We had our, our wall set up again to the far side, and punt came over here closer to us. So Not a bad job, though, picking up what he could, making sure he secured the ball. All will be at the 47-yard line of the Coyotes. So still great field position for the Wildcats. And now you will see number 12 check in. That's Sam Allen, the uh, sophomore quarterback. He'll take over the offense. Also number 81, Lawrence Mann will split wide up top. A.J. Brown said a long time in the backfield. Take the Brown. Keeper by Allen. Sam Allen picks up right at 10 yards in the play. We'll see where they spot it. It may be enough, and now the line judge says it is enough for a first down. 
good job there by Sam. You know, he made that little play fake, and as soon as he made that play, play fake, he shot right through the hole, picking up a good 11-yard game. Now you got a sophomore quarterback with a freshman running back in the backfield. We got Floyd set out over here, number 14. He's a sophomore. Man coming in the game is a junior. A young talent on the field for the Wildcats. Makes a Brown try to hit Floyd. So there it was. Why don't we just mention the three and all three of them in on that play? Yeah, ball was right there. It was a good toss right there by number 12, Sam Allen. And ball was right there. Just went straight through the, the hands of number 14, Caden Floyd. Setting up a second and stand here for the Wildcats. Looks like A.J. Brown back in the game, bringing in the play call to Sam. What was a sold-out crowd across the field has quickly made their way to the exits. Again, it was people in the aisles, on the fences. Alice Kyle Faithful has uh, called it a night. Hand off to Brown. Brown trying the middle of the line. He'll get up to the 35-yard line. Minimal gain on the play. We'll call it the third down and eight. Getting a little score update here from Travis Adams, a Fire Bluff alumni, texting me on the side. Looks like the score is now 30 to 15. Victoria West. We'll check in here shortly with our producer Ryan Lambert on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Ryan, been keeping us updated throughout the evening. Allen takes to the running back, looking downfield, looking for his wide receiver. This one's going to be intercepted at the 10-yard line. By the Alice Coyotes, number three, R.J. Galvan. As the interception takes place, we'll take a quick timeout. We're going to check in with our producer, Ryan Lambert, in the studio. Let's see what Ryan has on our scoreboard. Ryan, what you got for us? We have Gregory Portland still nursing their 27-0 lead over the Miller Buccaneers. In the fourth quarter, we have Victoria East leading the Moody Trojans by a score of 45-0. A lot of offense over there. Uh, y'all said that the most recent score for Flower Bluff and Victoria West was 30-15. to 15. West still leading that game. Ray with the 10-2 lead still over Laredo South. The McAllen Bulldogs finally getting something going on offense, but it's not going to be enough as Carroll has a 40-7 to 7 lead over them still. And King, how about this? A 57-17 to 17 lead over Rio Grande City. Wow. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Ryan Lambert, our producer, helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Thanks, Ryan. Great job. As the uh, Alice Coyotes have the ball, first down and 10 at the 11-yard line. Number nine coming in on the pressure for the Wildcats. That's Brent Gomez, and he's going to bring him down for about a five-yard loss. And, again, now when you've uh, forced Alice into a passing team, Ryan, that really goes to an advantage to our defense. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've, if they've gained any uh, extra passing yards. Here in the second half, I'm not sure if they had a completion, but it, like we were saying, in the first half, they had three yards passing. The uh, quarterback was one of four for three yards. I know he had a couple of completions, so he's probably lined up around one for seven for about three yards still. So anytime we get that guy back there trying to run a gun here, so it's going to work to our advantage, I believe. Timeout on the field. Four minutes, 43 seconds. The Calla Wildcats 34, Alice Coyotes 14. We'll be back with more Wildcat football. On 1360 KKTX. Wow, the bluff's really not looking too good this year. I was I was wondering what's going on there, Ryan. What's up? 
and that that's your neck of the woods, ain't it? Yeah, it is. I don't know what they're doing. They must. Uh, from what I heard, uh, whenever I listened to the King game, was it sound like Flower Bluff had problems form tackling with wrapping up and proper form tackling? So I was thinking, oh, oh, oh no, it's going to be a long season. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I went and watched one that game against Moody, and they were running. It seemed like they were running the same three or four plays on offense, you know what I mean? It didn't seem like it was too much. It was like old, like when we were playing them. Yeah. They just go deep every time. It's yeah. kind of like the same stuff to do. They were just outmanning. So. Yeah, they're, they're not very versatile. Yeah. They have. Hey, Ryan, when did you graduate? Didn't you play back in the old seven oh eight time frame? 2008 was when I graduated. Yeah, yeah, so you played against Ryan. Ryan Duke is now a, a uh, coach over here. He's oh, wow, out. nice. Yeah, I remember Ryan Duke. Yeah, he, he he carried the water out there for us. Like, he was okay. Every once in a while, he didn't put ice in the bottles, but he did a good job for us. Every once in a while, he put ice in the bottles. All right, we're coming back right now. All right, welcome back. Uh, having some fun with our producer, Ryan Labber. We have uh, Coach Ryan Duke uh, with us to our lab. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night. Wildcats leading 34-14 to over the Dallas Coyotes. It is uh, second down. We're calling 15 to go. Shotgun formation for the Alice Coyotes. Garcia lines up at the one-yard line, rolls backside pressure. Broughton chasing him down. He's hit as he throws. And this one is going to be incomplete. Receiver was at the 33. The ball landed about the 27. Good pressure there by, by Gomez. They can get rid of the ball a little sooner than he wanted to. And like you are saying, that ball didn't, didn't go, but about what about I don't know, about 15, 20 yards, and his receiver was running about 25 yards down the field. So, I mean, it was well under thrown, but it was great pressure there by Gomez, making him get rid of the ball early. Going to bring up third down and long for the Coyotes. We talked about it. This is not their comfort zone. They they like that uh, that misdirection, you know, uh, you know, counteraction, hide the ball, traps. Uh, anytime you force them to spread it out, they're trailing by 20 points. Garcia, pump fake, looking downfield, and, man, again, Garcia just doesn't look comfortable in the uh, pocket or, you know, throwing the ball. He just, again, here's a kid who, who wasn't the starting quarterback when the season started, but uh, more of the running style quarterback. That time the ball sailed out of bounds, and it'll force a punt. It's going to force your punter to punt from the back in line, and Wildcats should get great field position here with Ibarra and Gaddis dropping back to about their 35-yard line. Yeah, they've only thrown the ball about 10 times tonight, Mike, and not even, not even maybe not even that, and uh, it looked like five or six times that he's done that little jump pass. He, didn't, he doesn't seem comfortable at all, not getting a good base or anything like that, setting his feet. So applying that pressure is really helping out for him. Ibarra takes it, 45, trying to make a move. Ibarra cuts it back to the right, steps on a dime, cuts it again, 35 up to the 30, and now he'll be brought down at the 29. Wall was set up to the left. Ibarra takes it to the right and picks up a nice game. Again, he bought a dangerous with the ball. You know, he's, made, he's making moves, looking like Barry Sanders a little bit out there, just going back and forth, shooting people. And he made about four guys miss right there. And like like you were saying, the wall was set up over here to our left. He took it to the right because of that pretty good punt right there. And made some guys miss and ended up gaining about 10, 15 yards just on just on making moves by himself. Lively, number 21. Looks like he may be cramping. Looks like a trainer may be trying to work a cramp out of his calf. We talked about it. It's 83 degrees kickoff, and it's now only 82. And that looks like what it is. It's like he's yeah, got a cramp like in that cramp. left he calf. He just tried to stand up right now, and then he went right back down, down to the ground, and he's 
stretching out that calf muscle, give him a little massage, trying to get that cramp work out of there. 23, Austin Weishart will check in to the game as well. Allen has taken over at quarterback. The ball will be resting at the 29-yard line, first down and 10. Or the Wildcats, four minutes and 11 seconds left to go here in this game. I'd like to thank again our sponsors, Atlas Tubular, helping us out tonight with our Player of the Week, Ainsworth Trucking, sponsoring our first down. Vila Chiropractic, our player profile. Division 16 construction, so many people that make it possible. We talked about Rabelais on our INE scoreboard. Got a player profile here for you, Mike. We got Dwight Hedrick, the third. Parents name, Gina Hedrick, number 52. Plays middle linebacker on defense. Favorite professional football team is the Broncos. College football team, LSU. His plans after graduation is to have engineering at A&M, even though he likes LSU. And his hobbies are church, football, and running track. There you go. Player profile brought to you by Fila Chiropractic. Eight-yard gain on the play. Under center is Allen. And up, 43, Todd Leal. Needed two, picked up one. Going to be short of the first down. Going to bring up a third down and one for the... uh, Calhoun Wildcats. Yeah, third and short here for the Cats. Got about three minutes left in the game. Looks like we're going back to the, the wing tee. Just trying to run the clock out here. Got the got Weishart in the backfield along with AJ <clears throat> AJ Brown. Allen under center, top sweep to the left side. I believe that's 23. Huberdine, and he's going to pick up the first down to the uh, 10 yard line. That was number 23. Is that Weishart? Yes, it is. I'm sorry. 23 is Austin Weishart, and he picks up enough for the first down. Number 30, Ty Cade is also checked in in the backfield. 43, Tyler Leal coming back in from the sideline. 52, who we just mentioned, James Hedrick coming into the line. We got number 86, Jordan Garcia coming in to play tight end. First down and 10. And off left side, picks up five yards. Look at a little quarterback keep there, Mike. Looks like Sam Allen just kept the ball right there and snuck it up the middle. Picked up enough. picked up about four yards on that game. Also checked in the game, number 65, Adam Soto. That might be... <laughs> that might be wrong. It says Adam Soto is a wide receiver and cornerback on here, but he's listed at number 65, so not too sure on that one, but he's listed at number 65 as Adam Soto. Ah, sweet. Weishart coming around the left side. Weishart will get to about the four-yard line. Trying to get all the names in here. Mike, it looks like number 72, Weston Julig, also in on the line for the Cowan Walkett. And, oh, we don't have a number 66. There's a number 66 in the game as well. Don't have a number here for you. 60, 
a 66. Bobcats lining up in a strong left set. And a 40. A.J., the young freshman, Brown, takes it in. From four yards out, he finds the end zone for the first time. Came back right there, Mike. Went with the pitch to the right, pitch to the left, and then we take the pitch and ran the trap underneath it. And A.J. Brown to the rest, took it up the field. Going in for his first career touchdown. Freshman running back. Point after coming up. And it's good. Wildcats 41, Coyotes 14. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. All right, we're coming back. Wilson, high end over end kick. This one taken at the nine-yard line, trying to go straight up field. Special teams for the Wildcats. And Allen was uh, right there looking like Deion Sanders on the play. <laughs> don't want your quarterback sticking his nose in there. I don't blame him for doing that. But hey, man, anything you can do for the team. He fills his lane. Yeah, he's a backup quarterback helping out on special teams. It's a, it's a great job there by Allen coming down there and, Try to try to make a couple moves, make a tackle, but end up setting the ball up at the uh, 22-yard line. So now Coyotes got 45 seconds left to go here in the game. Count up, 41 to 14. Looks like they're Alex Kyle's got their backup quarter in quarterback in number 17, Ryan. You're going to have to help me out with that one, Mike. Oh, come on. Aramio? Aramio. Aramio. Hey, I, I can pick up some Spanish when people talk it, but that, that one's a tough one for me right there. All the time you spend at the quad, you think you would have picked <laughs> up some. 30 seconds left to go in this game. The uh, Alice Faithful is uh, probably sitting at Chentis right about now. And, uh, Alice, not the game they were looking for tonight as we approach the 10 o'clock hour. Got a couple of uh, – Ryan Duke, Coach Ryan Duke fans out here waving. I know they're not waving at me. It's my niece, oh. my two nieces. <laughs> Mia and Tinsley Flores down there give me a little high five to the window. There you go. <laughs> Up here about 18 years, and I've never had any somebody <laughs> waving to my window. I had my freshman players last week, and I got this. Like, Mike, I'm, I'm killing you right now. I'm telling you, it's all right. 
Five seconds left to go in this game. This one is going to be in the books. Wildcats will go to 2-0 in district play. 3-1 for the season. The uh, Alice Coyotes will go down to 3-1 for their season. 1-1 in district play. As they will take on Teloso Midway next week, the Wildcats will take on the Moody Trojans. There was a penalty on the play, so there's four seconds left to go. This should be the final play of the game between the Hallis Coyotes and the Wildcats. Dropping back to pass, number 17, and he is going to be brought down. That's Ryan Jaramillo. He's going to be brought down for a sack, and that is going to be the ball game. Both teams will line up. It is the final from Phil Danaher Field. Carolina Wildcats 41, Alice Coyotes 14. We'll be back with the Rabelais INE postgame show right here on 1360 KKTX. I think you might have also had my aunt as a teacher, Ryan. Who's that? Uh, did you have Dana Lambert for one of your science classes, Mrs. Lambert? No, I know Mrs. Lambert, but I didn't, I didn't have her. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember her though. But yeah, I had a what? What was the? Remember the old old lady that was a science teacher? Remember her name? Oh, <laughs> I can't remember. She was really old. Like she was like in her eighties. Oh really? Yeah, Coach oh, wow. remember? <laughs> <laughs> Good grief! That's old to be teaching. <laughs> yeah, she was sticking around for the long haul, and she wanted to make sure she got her pension. Oh yeah. She's- <laughs> going to have a heck of a retirement plan. <laughs> we'll get to enjoy it for many years. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. This wasn't the outcome I expected. Hey, I'll take it. Expecting a close game. Here we go. We're coming back. All right. Welcome back. To the Rabelais INE postgame show. Coming to you live from Phil Danaher Field, Northwest Corpus Christi, as the Calala Wildcats take this one 41 to 14. Coach Danaher and his team lineup on the left hand side, Coach Chris Sosa and the Alice Coyotes talk it over on the right side of the field. Ryan, uh, you know, I was just mentioning it at the break that this isn't the outcome I expected. It's always you know, two tough teams that go at it, hard nosed football. Uh, but the Wildcats, you know, that the turning point for me, I think, was that last touchdown with no time left on the clock before the half. The Wildcats come back, and then they get that uh, that screen pass to Elijah Hawkins, and they open up the third quarter really with a 28-14 to 14 lead and really never let go, never let up off the gas after that. Yeah, you called it, Mike. We were talking the, the entire first quarter about how it was going to be a game of momentum, especially with, with their crowd showing up like they did. They had standing room only, and the whole, the whole stadium was packed, and you know, it was just—it was going to be a game of momentum, and they—they they had that last play there at the at the end of the half where they Coach Sosa decided to throw the ball and had it incomplete, so they, they basically gave us a timeout right there, and uh, we only had about 30 seconds left to go in the game, and I mean in, in the first half, and when they did that, it gave us the extra timeout. We called a timeout after the next running play. They made them punt us the ball. We had a great return there by Gaddis, and then, like you said, you know, that making that that pass right even after we we brought the ball in with Barrett, we came back again. Hit him with a little, little backside pass. And from then on, you know, we had that momentum just changed right before the half, and it, it carried on into the second half when we got the ball. It was uh, 21 to 14 at halftime. The Wildcats, as we mentioned, took the opening kickoff of the uh, third quarter, 
Took the ball on the 32-yard line. 68 yards later, they find the end zone on a uh, 42-yard screen pass from uh, Lamb to Hawkins. That made it 28 to 14. Coyotes couldn't get much going. That was the uh, final. I mean, sorry, that was the uh, score at the end of the third quarter. In the uh, with 42 seconds left to go in the third quarter, the Wildcats took the ball on the 23-yard line. 67-yard drive capped off by a 25-yard touchdown pass from Gage Lamb to Phil Hobbs with 7.55, made it 34-14. to The point after was no good. Again, not much action in the fourth quarter for the Dallas Coyotes. Uh, Wildcats with the uh, ball with 4.11 left to go in the game, take it over on their own 29-yard line of the uh, – I'm sorry, the 29-yard line of the Coyotes. So they only had to go 29 yards, but it was capped off by – a four-yard touchdown run for the freshman, his first career high school rushing touchdown. That's A.J. Brown. The point after was good, 41-14, to 14, the final here at Bill Danaher Field. We're working on stats, trying to put them together. We'll have everything tallied up here for, uh, for you shortly. We'll be back with the Rabelais I&E postgame show right here on 1360 KKTX. We are back. All right. Welcome back to the Rabelais I&E postgame show. As we come to you from Phil Danaher Field, Ryan, Coach Ryan Duke with uh, a few of the family members. Maddie uh, coming up to visit us. I hadn't seen Maddie. She was, I don't know, probably a couple of years old, maybe two years old at the baseball field. I can't believe she's in seventh grade now, but these kids are growing up. I'm just getting older, Ryan, is what it is. (laughs) Anyway, we do have some final numbers for us. I'd like to thank Coach Brotherton to our left, keeping the uh, stats for us. And we, let's see what we got, Ryan. We talked about the quarterback. I'm going to say he had no more than 10 yards passing. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it's a pretty good guess there, Mike. Uh, <laughs> big, big, big props to our, to our defense. You know, we came after the, after the first half, Alice had three first downs. In the second half, they had one. They finished with four first downs. We ended up with 19. We had 267 yards rushing, 148 yards passing for a total of 415 yards. Alice ended up with 136 yards rushing. That's only seven yards in the second half. So we ended up giving Alice, what is that, seven and seven and six. So we, we ended up giving 13 yards of offense um, for the Alice Coyotes in the second half. Great job by the defense making those second half adjustments. Penalties there for a while. Kind of, we, we had three back to back. We ended up with seven. For 60 yards. Alice had three for 15. Leading rushes for the game, Gage Lamb had 16, 16 rushes for 94 yards. Hawkins, 13 for 83. Barrett, five for 19 with two big touchdown scores. 
A.J. Brown there at the end had two carries for six yards and a touchdown. Passing tonight, Gage Lamb finished 8 of 13 for 148 yards, three touchdowns, and that one interception. Receiving, Haas, four receptions, 71 yards for a touchdown. Hawkins, one catch for 42 yards for a touchdown. And Robbie had three catches for 35 yards and a touchdown. On the Alice side, rushing, Trevino ended up with 87 yards off five carries. Alvarez had three rushes for 42 yards on the touchdown, and Garcia had five for negative 14, but they did not get in that quarterback sink for a touchdown there in the, in the first half. Garcia ended up passing two of 11 for nine yards. Again, big shout-out to our defense. Receiving both catches were to Trevino. He had both of them for nine yards. And the uh, in-possession, Callum possessed the ball for 29 minutes and 44 seconds, and Alex had the ball for 18 minutes and 16 seconds. Two weeks in a row there, Mike. After two weeks, we've given up four first downs in two weeks. I mean, great effort there by our defense in both games. Great job by the defense and Coach Campbell always having these players ready. And kind of surprising, you know, Alice was scouting advanced scouting uh, Cal Allen since the first, pre, uh, first scrimmage, really. I think they showed up to every scrimmage, every game this year. And, and for the Wildcats still to be able to put 41 points on the board and the defense only giving up 14 great matchups tonight between these two schools. As you're listening to the Rabelais I Need Post Game Show, we'll come back. We'll check in with our producer, Ryan Lambert, one more time on our scoreboard. As the final, here from Phil Danaher Field, the Canelo Wildcats 41, Alice Coyotes 14. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Fireworks trying to make a game out of it. 33-22 now. What is it? 33-22 with uh, nine and a half left. This is a long time ago. All right, welcome back to the Rabelais INE postgame show. I'm Mike Guerrero alongside Coach Ryan Duke. Our producer back in the studio is Ryan Lambert as we're going to check in one more time with Ryan to see what, uh, what's going around in the area in South Texas, some of the district matchups going on tonight. Ryan, what do you have for us? Well, we are currently waiting for the page to load up. Actually, <laughs> it is now loaded up. We have a final over in Victoria East leading 45 nothing that went final um Flower Bluff trails Victoria West by a score of 33 to 22 that one in the fourth quarter Ray with a 10-2 lead over Laredo United South Carroll with a 47 to 14 victory over the McAllen Bulldogs that one gone final King with a 57 to 17 lead over the Rio Grande City Rattlers and Sinton with a 38-10 lead over Bevo back to you Mike all right, that's our producer, Ryan Lambert, helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. 
And, uh, Ryan, we talked about a great matchup tonight between these two communities. But uh, Cal Allen, 41 points on the board. They come away with a victory. They go to 2-0 in district play. Next week they'll take on the Moody Trojans. And uh, Alice will re- uh, bounce back. They'll take on Pelosa uh, Midway next week. So uh, just uh, another district matchup between uh, these two teams. Not the outcome that I was expecting, but uh, a win is a win. 41 points on the board to 14 for the Coyotes. Like you said, Mike, that is going to be a closer game, especially in the first half when we have those two turnovers with that interception and then Hawkins coming up with that fumble. But, you know, our defense played well. you got to give it up to our defense. Like I was saying, the past two weeks we've given up four first downs total. So, I mean, our defense is keeping us in the game. And once our offense gets rolling, you know, it can, it can be pretty scary, especially when we got people going down the middle of the field with nobody on us. So, I mean, you got to love the effort at a, at a gauge. you got to love the effort at a Hawkins and our offensive line just getting after it. You know, they're – we ran a lot of players to the left and to the right. We had our, our guards and tackles pulling and leading the way for everybody. And even when Alice would call the right defense, you know, we had guys bouncing off the tacklers and picking up positive yardage. So, I mean, all, all the way around, it was, a, it was a really good game for us, you know, especially coming off a good win last week against TM coming back from that loss. So, I mean, it looks like all the wheels are, are starting to come together and start rolling together. And, you know, we got to keep going. Like you said, again, next week against Moody, another district game. Every every game from now on is going to mean that much more because in our district. And then, like you were saying, we got four teams going to the playoffs. So nobody's ever nobody's done yet. You know, it's still early in the in the in the conference season. So I mean, got to come out and play each game like like we did today. You know, come out and get things rolling. You know, we started a little little flat, giving up that that big game, but then we made some adjustments and then you know, our defense just just kept them kept them there the whole time. Great matchup here was. You're right, Ryan. I'd like to see my take care of the ball a little more. Last week we had uh, the three and it was a wet field. Tonight, two more, five turnovers in the last two games. You know, good teams, you know, will capitalize on those mistakes. So maybe the Wildcats can uh, try to get that cleaned up. But again, when you win 41 to 14 and you can look at the film tomorrow and you know you've got room to improve, that just makes it better. And as you heard Coach Danaher mention in the, in the uh, coaches' show, Wildcats always seem to get better every week. They seem to peak right at the playoffs. So they can continue to build upon it every week. Uh, we, we look forward to this team growing up. A lot of young players. We saw Broaden back on the field tonight for the first time this year. He was a freshman yeah. starter last year. A.J. Brown has just been moved up. Floyd, the soft. Just a lot of young talent on this team. And every week they get more experience. They get more comfortable. They learn this offense. Hawkins has been running really hard. He's, he's, he's a strong runner. Gives you that second effort. And, and you can't fault the kid, but got to hold on to that ball a little tighter and just get things cleaned up. Yeah, that's the good thing about it, Mike, is that you can fix those things. They're, they're fixable things, you know what I mean? Like, you can teach a kid how to, how to hold, on, hold on to the ball a little bit differently. You can you can get with the quarterback and work with him a little bit more on, on throws, and especially the deep ball, you know, like all of all of Gage's, Gage's throws, the, the short, intermediate routes, you know, 15 yards or whatever like that, he's making really good throws. Just the deep ball that he needs a little bit of help on. I mean, like you're saying, that's, like I'm saying, that's switchable. You know, you can you can go back to the to the drawing board and say, hey, this is what we want you to do. This is what you're doing. We want you to do it a little bit different, and you move on. And like you're saying, every week you get a little bit better. And That's the advantage of having film, you know, yeah. and working that film. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up. We'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night, our Rappalades INE postgame show. We'll do it again next week from Corpus Christi ISD as the Wildcats will take on the Moody Trojans, 7 o'clock, the uh, coaches show, 7.15, our pregame show. 7.30 kickoff. For our producer, Ryan Lambert, our color commentator, Coach Ryan Duke, our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton. I'm Mike Guerrero. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night. We'll do it again next week. God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.
All right, that's it. All right, Ryan, you going to be with us the rest of the season? I think so. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Thanks for being with us, and we'll do it again next week, man. Thanks a lot. All right, no problem, man. See you. Talk to you later, buddy. Thanks.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.